Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies, comics, TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, is my host, Nick Mason. I'm here. Yeah. I'm just getting over my footy finals fever. How'd that go? Fine. I nearly ran over sporting commentator Billy Brownless at oh, work. no. Yeah. He was in a scandal recently. No, someone slept with his wife recently or something. He well, doesn't need that. Well, then he's had it too good for too long, and I'm glad <laughs> I nearly ran him over. He should have been paying attention. Did he? Was he like, what are you doing? Or was nah. he like, ah, you're Yeah, right. he was like, ah. <laughs> he was like, goo. Okay, cool. If I could describe his expression, it was goo. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy, by all accounts. But Mason, shut up about Billy Brownless for once in your life. All right. I do want to introduce our fantastic guest. Yes. A returning guest to the show. I think it's our first ever returning guest. There you go. Yeah. Now listen, this week we're going to talk about the cinematic oeuvre of Mr. Harrison Ford. Correct. So we figured, who better to bring in than the man who's been closer to Harrison Ford than anyone else except perhaps his jeweller or his flight instructor. <laughs> From the Steel Wars podcast, it's Steel Saunders. How are you, buddy? Hey, you guys. He touched my shoulder. He did, yeah. That's a fantastic interview. So in 2015, uh, for some reason, they sent out Harrison Ford to Australia. I think they just <laughs> went, you know, something with the longest flight that appeals to him the most. It was fate. It must have been. It was just the, the will of the force. And you had an opportunity to speak to him. You actually managed to like crack his craggly veneer and get a smile out of him. It's very it was unusual. Laughs. It was crazy. The, the weirdest thing was, I was doing it for morning television, mm. and when he got closer, my like I began to like have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, "Oh my, he's actually like it yeah. was actually he's actually there." Yeah, the man himself, Han Solo, yeah. just looking so good. He did look good. Yeah, and so as he got close to me, I'm in my head. I'm like, just get the two questions out. Do do do, do two questions. And then he looked at, I had the Steel Wars, the Have You Seen Him t-shirt on. Yeah. So it's like an, a parody of like the missing child thing, but it's got Luke Skywalker. <laughs> the, a parody of that hilarious, <laughs> that, <laughs> that hilarious Well, cost. it's a parody, a skateboard t-shirt uh, yeah, okay. that they did in the 80s, the Search for Animal oh, Chin. Which is so, like, so many subcultures deep. Yeah. And so I'm so nervous at him because I'm like, if I didn't want him to like me. I just want him to not hate me. Yeah, totally. That's a win because that could have really crippled me. Like, I don't think <laughs> oh, I'd be. I don't yeah. think I'd be here with you today. You don't come yeah. back from that. I, I think I'd be under one of Meso's trams, <laughs> self-inflicted. You and Billy. Oh, I actually. That's the one story that um, I really did wish trams could swerve. 
So you could have finished him off. Uh, <laughs> bit of a misogynist. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and so he, he comes up to me and he looks down at my T-shirt yeah. and starts laughing. Mm. And that just throws me off straight away. Right, yeah, Like yeah. I didn't, I wanted to amuse him. Yeah. But I didn't think I'd amuse him through the lowest form of comedy. <laughs> right. Novelty t-shirt. Yeah, parody t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he was, he was awesome. He, he touched me, gave me marriage advice. He did, yeah. Yeah, that's on YouTube. That's on your YouTube as well, isn't it? And Channel 10s as well, is that right? I've never met someone that's so successful in a field, have problems pronouncing the medium that you're successful in. You said YouTube like it was like a new thing you were just introduced. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying it it's out. It's on uh, YouTube. I'm pretty I'm pretty old for a YouTube guy as well. You gotta bear that in mind. They're all they're all seventeen and kicking each other in the dick. A lot of people are doing yeah. that. I'm not in that field. Mate. You don't yeah. care for it when I kick you in the dick at all. <laughs> no. You, you, I've only put up one of those videos. We <laughs> we get some of those Harry's shavers onto you mm. and, and, and you'll be an underage YouTuber in no You're time. Right, exactly. I'm going to have to darken my hair, I think, as well. But I, I should point out, it, it is just an honour to be in, in the man cave. Regular room, yeah. And it's good to <laughs> just great. sit it in a, a regular room. Cave. It's the same as now, every now other room. Now, some people tweeted me when you were in America, James. Yeah. Uh, you went on Movie Fights. I did. Which is a, vi- a video medium as well. Yes. And a lot of people were like, did he darken his hair? Did you, did you dye your hair for the occasion? I'll save it for the end. I actually have a funny story, oh, Mason. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, good sizzle, good sizzle. Yeah, but you always claim that it's not such a man cave. Mm. And I'm not going to describe the room we're in. Sure, yeah. But I will leave you with, un- I only know one truth. Okay. Is that my coffee is resting on a pile of loot crates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> so, say no more. We're in the man cave. Yeah. That's right. Make of that what you will. All right, we've got to get in the news. We're going to talk about Han Solo's famous performance in Witness. We all watch different cuts of the movie Witness. <laughs> that's right. We can't wait to get into it. That's you guys right. actually say that's a good movie from memory. It's our new podcast, Bear Witness. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I watched the Amish Extreme Edition. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got confused about the concept. I thought we had to watch it naked. Uh, <laughs> Mason was very put off. This should make for entertaining podcasting. All right, this is uh, this is interesting. Apparently, the DCEU doesn't exist. As, as <laughs> oh, thank God! <laughs> so forget everything. Forget everything you know. Because uh, it's got the 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 cinematic universe for DC has been labelled the D the DC extended universe. Right? Turns out. It turns out the Warner Brothers just poisoned the water supply, Joker style, and we all hallucinated. So <laughs> that's it. It's fine. But it turns out that that's never been used by Warner Brothers themselves or DC. That nobody uses it internally. And the first time it was coined was in an Entertainment Weekly article from 2015. Bresnikin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it was. It might have been Bresnikin. Someone that works with Bresnikin. Someone who yeah. works with Bresnikin. And the writer said it was just intended as a joke to be like, oh, it's just, you know, I guess it's their DCEU or whatever. And then it just kind of stuck. But if you go through every piece of Warner Brothers press, it's never mentioned. Apparently they do have a name for it, but they're, they're going to reveal mm. it soon, a new banner name. But they, they, I guess they just, what do you think they, what do they call their movies? So, so, so that has never been used in describing the movies. No. Or the word good. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman Yeah okay <laughs> Wonder Woman I, I feel like Wonder Woman's like It's off to the side Right and, and it's just in its goodness by that Sure I watched it I, I was moving countries when it came out Yeah So I, I felt like this secret misogynist That I, like I so wanted to get caught up in The phenomenon of it And how excited people were to see it And it was my secret shame That I didn't have time <laughs> to go see it And I finally watched it And so I, I have avoided... So if I haven't seen the film that you guys are going to review or whatever, yeah. I'm like, 
got to tap out like midway. And sorry for a MMA reference on a. <laughs> no, no, we uh, we got it through context. Is that right? Yeah, okay. we sure did. Yeah. The neck thing. All right, because we're, we're 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 in the the nerd news octagon right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless, seamless. So good. Uh, Worlds are colliding. And there was this one bit, and I'm not sure if this is, because the thing I like, especially like Star Wars and talking about the films all the time, it's the things that bug someone that someone else goes, eh, yeah, right. whatever. When it's it's Steve Trevor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Two first names. Can't trust him. (laughs) And this is kind of why when he steals the book, from the gas lady. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yep. And he just sort of opens the door and goes <laughs> and, and grabs it. That scene just didn't ring true to me that this amazing book with all these potions was just sitting by this <laughs> unlocked door that in this busy office you could just lean in Anybody and grab could. it. And that was my thing of just like, don't know. He had an officer's uniform. On yeah, and, and it, it was, was back whistling. in the day. It was in the it was in the it was in the ten it was in the tens the teens back. In the, yeah, just be like, listen, I really need this, and they'd be like, well, well he seems like a gentleman. There's stories of people like escaping prisoner of war camps by just finding a Nazi uniform and just walking out the door because there's no there's no like ID scared or anything. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I go with that. But how many books did they steal on the way out? Yeah, Nuns, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. important books. Yeah, mm. potentially. I, I don't know. And one thing I know is. You know, ladies are very possessive of their diaries. Sure, yes. <laughs> you, you, you've tried and failed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's just leaving it by... I just It was just that one thing. And and granted, the rest of the film I loved. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, the way my chemicals are put together, mm-hmm. that scene, it's just like... It's not enough. I'd just, like, I'd have to... Like, if I ever got to interview Patty Jenkins, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. That diary, right? <laughs> Do you leave it just by the door? Is that how you're leaving, you know, living? But, you know. But other than that, you thought it was fine. It was so... F- it was It was awesome. Okay, I, cool. I, yeah, I, re- awesome. I really loved it. And, um, mm. uh, yeah, and I, I think we've talked about this before, maybe on, on Steel Wars yeah. when you're on, but during the Batman versus Superman, it was so trudging and un- yeah. unfun yeah, is what there, it was. Yeah, there's a lot of unfun. I think there's really good scenes in that movie, but the interconnected stuff is very... But whenever she, uh, Wonder Woman was on screen with that, I was just, I was just, just little boy eyes going, she's pretty. Right. <laughs> well, by the way, James Cameron thinks you're an idiot because he had some words about Wonder Woman this week again. Oh, no, but can we just like not mention them? Because really? I, I feel like after he vouched for Terminator Genesis, mm. it's like all opinions yeah. done. You had totally. your chance, buddy. Absolutely Back in your submarine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bringing this up to be like, I agree with him. I bring it up just because I think it's a the point. It doesn't seem relevant because he's talking about he's comparing Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. In comparison, he's like she wasn't treated as a sex object. There's nothing sexual about her. It was all angst and will and determination. And she was crazy and complicated. She wasn't there to be liked or ogled, but she was central, and the audience loved her by the end of the film. Again, they're, they're different characters. Like, just because Sarah Connor's a good character doesn't mean that Wonder Woman cannot also be a different but good character. No, nope, only one good one. Only one good character. Yep. Okay, well, he got it. He's nailed it, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Wonder Woman wasn't there to be ogled. She's dressed very tasteful, I thought. If anything, Henry Cavill's there to be ogled. He's very, very handsome. Do we all agree? We all agree? We all agree? We all agree? Still? Mustache or mu- no mustache? Mustache, mm. obviously. Okay, good. <laughs> More of an Affleck man. Okay, yeah, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I also read today that the Avatar sequels are being filmed with a billion dollar budget. 
It's a billion dollars now. Seems like too much, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a billion wow. dollars too much. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into it. Anyway, well, oh, sorry, go on. Do you think we can like raise a budget for him not to make it? Like, do you reckon if we get like a billion and one dollars? I don't think he's about money. Yeah, I, I don't think not anymore, yeah, no. I don't I think, think there's anything. You'd have to give him something that he wants that isn't that can't be measured in money. Like what's a what's a really rich crazy man want? Maybe he wants like George Lucas's head on a plate or something. Ooh. No, he's friends with George Lucas. Oh, what about if we promise? Yeah. <laughs> what about <laughs> well, if? Well, we... that's the perfect president. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about if we promise to never bring up that Rose could have saved Jack on that floating raft? Yeah, yeah okay. he must get that a lot. Yeah, mm. didn't they do that on MythBusters as well? And proven what that guy? That, you must be sick of that question. It's like twenty years. I mean, they could have both got on the door. It was more of a metaphor, probably. I don't know. I don't really remember. <laughs> you can't that trust that. But she had the ring. She didn't tell anyone. She in the water. She yeah. was a deceptive mm-hmm. old lady. Yeah, yeah. She was deceptive. Yeah. Mm. Uncool. I just don't see a point. I don't I don't see Wonder Woman as sexualized. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I mean when I say she's so pretty. I'm looking at her in a very wholesome, mm. not lewd, just like, you are remarkably pretty I, I found it. I found her performance, and I don't think she's an amazing actor, but she was really good in this role. The same way that Chris Reeve in the original Superman mm. kind of embodies that, and he's just like t- they're both towers of like strength and good and goodness and humility. Yeah, and, and that's that's the way I. Her saw performance it. is very inspiring. Mm, like sure, she's yeah. that you know that like good doing innocent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Well, Mason, you'll love this. We'll maybe see. I don't know. Mm. Uh Apparently, there's going to be also a de-emphasis on the inter- interconnected universe in the DCEU. So they're kind of like, yeah. you know, they're doing that solo <laughs> Joker movie. Yeah, a series of them, yeah. apparently. So like the Aquaman movie is going to be, in, it's obviously in the universe, but it's, uh-huh. it's going to be very much separate. They've just yeah. gone, well, Marvel's thing is they're all in- interconnected. They're yeah. all your friends and they're all hanging out together and going on adventures sure. together. DC's is, oh, just... <laughs> Doesn't does matter. Joker. Joker. <laughs> Do you think that strategy is admitting defeat? Because they know they can't make several good movies. So it's like, we'll separate them all. Yes, I think that's... So the well, bad yeah. ones won't bring down... I don't know if it's admitting defeat so much as just a different tactic. Because you can't... No, Nobody is able to do what Marvel can do. Because this started like 10 years ago. You can't rush that out. So mm. this is this strategy makes sense... Well, it's even the same way that Marvel started from separate films and then mm-hmm. they brought it together. It wasn't always super interconnected. Like It was, but not the way that it is now. Yeah, well, it, it, it was very subtle. Yeah, that's Whereas right. in Batman vs. Superman, it was so... Like, they had a trailer in the middle. And, yes. and, and yeah. Lex Luthor had gone to like his art department and go, do up logos mm-hmm. for all these people that's from right. my files. <laughs> the... I don't know, the whole thing. Like, how they had that hint at... Like, I'm not like a DC person. Sure. But... Mason, get him. <laughs> dog, get him. I'm outsourcing. Get him, dog. Star Wars, you guys. Star Wars, you guys. Uh, if it didn't happen a long time ago, I don't want to know about it. But like how they hinted at that Flashpoint thing. Yeah, yeah. With And it's like, so you're hinting at rebooting the canon. Immediately. When, when you're yeah. halfway through a movie, yeah. it's the first in the canon. It's Did you understand that at the time or you were just like, well, that was very strange? I just thought he was on like like the bat juice. Right, yeah. And he needed to lay off. Yeah. Bat feces is an hallucinogen, potentially. There's a lot of them <laughs> in that cave. Great. Good on him. I'm excited for whatever they're doing, I guess. <laughs> Justice League, I, I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, do you, are you excited for that? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mason? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've achieved, I was having a conversation with someone the other day regarding those, uh, you know, the Now You See Me movies. 
Right. You know, the, the magic ones. They're just good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not good, but they're nah. just interesting enough <laughs> yeah. that you kind of want to see a sequel just to see what they'll do in it. And it's it's the same thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. they're, they're ju- they've, just, they've got just enough in them that I'm like, yeah, I'll see Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How bad could it be? <laughs> I'm just not emotionally connected to it, so I don't care. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the same way with when I go see a Marvel film, because I haven't read the comics, all the references and stuff that they get sort of wrong. Yeah, right. If they do. Mm. Like, it's just like, eh, yeah. I don't well, know. Look, we, we sat next to each other in Civil War, the Melbourne screening, and you had a, you had a bloody rollicking good time. I had <laughs> a ball. Yeah. I had... But I had a really bad day. Right. I, yeah. I, I did get an. I got an email from JJ Abrams' office saying he won't be able to do the interview. Ah. Like this interview that we we're going to do, and yeah. so I was having a bad day. But that was that's what I mean about Batman vs Superman not being fun. Right. Like I sat during that battle in the airport just laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Half like because stuff was funny, and then just laughing because I was just like. I can't believe so much is happening. Yeah, it just escalates. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So that, that was. I had just a tremendous, like, even though it was a preview screening, mm. but like twenty dollars of rollicking good fun, right? And, right. and, and oh, mm. but and, and but I'm not like emotionally connected. Like when I go into a Star Wars film where I hear Star Wars rumors, it's like it can affect my day. Sure, yeah. Like mm. I can all week. Mm. Yeah. Oh, good lord! How far are we gonna go? <laughs> Month going backwards. Oh, what? <laughs> Flashpoint. <laughs> well, then you'll not care about this news. Uh, Michelle Williams uh, will join Tom Hardy in the Venom movie as Michelle Williams is from Brokeback Mountain. Uh, yes, and Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yes, oh, I was gonna say if you don't reference her, she's always from Dawson's Creek. I don't yeah. know how many Oscar nominations you get. Yep, mm-hmm. it's you're from the creek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Venom solo movie. Venom solo movie. Venom's which- wife. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. so they, they seem they're about the Mrs. same age. Because Tom Hardy uh, is, is you might may know this is, play, is playing Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie set inside the Sony Marvel universe, which owns Spider Man, but it's slightly separate from the regular movies because Sony and Marvel aren't super connected. I didn't explain that very well. But you, you know what, you so- as well as you could. Do you know about so. the Sony Marvel Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deal? yeah. I listen to the pod every week. Oh, thanks, you know what's man. What's going on? Appreciate it. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that a character that you care about at all? Because Mason's a huge fan. He's got all the the variants and the holographic covers from the nineties. None of that's true. That's not. Yeah. yeah. He, well, man, he, yeah. he strikes me as a bit of a like the Marvel comics Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. That like he's got this like real strong fan base. Of, yep. He looks cool. But yeah. But so what? But he acts the fool. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? But my main interaction with him is in that Spider-Man 3 film, which was yeah, just yeah. atrocious. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, that's... Everybody hates that, yeah. People who made it hate it. Everybody who watched it hated it, yeah. So, the yeah, the idea is to kind of do something close. Because there, there have been some really good Venom stories since. Like, I think he started as... What a cool looking character, but he's evolved into a lot more than that since. And there's different variations on him and, and whatnot. But is it weird that... He's meant to be like the rival of Spider-Man. Initially, now he's kind of like an anti-hero, would you say, Mason? Like a The Punisher, more so? Kind of like a The Punisher. But also a sure. The Murderer. He's also a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> He's doing less murders these days, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, what metal band does he kill people to? That's a good question. What year? 90s? Because hmm. The Punisher's got Metallica. <laughs> right. That's right. It's <laughs> mm. a good question. Would, it go, would you go modern or would you go 
Would you go like oh, a, I think that, yeah, probably like Slayer. Was that too much? That's Ooh. yeah, not uh, commercial enough. Maybe like Disturbed. Or okay, something. sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe Disturbed. You know that cover of the Sounds of uh, Sounds yes, of Silence. Yeah. That that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. He's, he's murdering, but he's conflicted about it. You know. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. You know how you guys are all excited about Terminator Genesis? We were, and you're even more excited about the next Terminator film. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Fool me 14 times. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, here we go. See, I was I was more on board with this, the next one if they were going to continue with this 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 ru- this awful timeline that they just keep ruining <laughs> constantly. But apparently now it's a fr- it's a fresh yes. start, so, which I don't like as much. So we talk- I'd rather it just be a mess. Yeah. But towards the end, like how they time traveled into the future. Yep. Which just negated. It just turned into an episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's <laughs> but not fun. Portals. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this next one is Terminator Six or Terminator Three because it's going to continue apparently after the second. Sorry, <laughs> no. I will not watch anything unless it's. It needs to have like like a double meaning, right? Like mm. six. Is it going to be six Terminators? Yeah. Or they spell <laughs> six with a Y? Or I need sure. something. You need I something. No, not just uh, copping a six. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Roman Look, numeral. Not good enough. To, to, to be fair, that was me saying that. That's not the official word from uh, mm. whoever the fuck. They'll come up with something <laughs> snappy by the yeah. time like, it comes like out. T six. Yeah, T six. I don't think they'll, they'll. If anything, they'll go T three. But even though there was a T three, because they're, they're wiping everything after T two, so. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my memories. James Cameron has a, he's he's built a tower. Yeah, it's going to generate a signal. We're all going to forget. But, I'm gonna, but who hasn't made some mistakes since Terminator Two? Sure, That's we true, all have, yeah. haven't we? Mm. Oh, quick sidebar. Absolutely. Is it Billy Brown's related? Because I'm in. I'm very interested. On when you guys were on Green Guy, did I tell you my Terminator Two story? No, no. We should say this is a podcast we recorded together last week, which will come out in two weeks. Yeah, you think the Terminator universe is confusing. (laughs) We'll mention it when when it comes out. There'll be time. There'll be time. But I made out with a girl. Nice. 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 This guy. Look at him. (laughs) Yeah. High fives all around. Wait, you're married. I'm getting getting kicked out of the man cave. (laughs) In... Whatever it was, a week before Terminator Two came out. Yeah, in celebration. It was your it was your pre Terminator Two build at up. the Blue Light Disco. You guys, hey, oh, baby, yeah. hey baby, we're all gonna die in nuclear fire. You wanna <laughs> you wanna get some of the steel? And so I invited her on a date to the cinemas. Okay, because Terminator Two was on that the, the next week, and it was packed at the Rosebud Cinema Friday yeah, night. I bet first date ever. Nice. nice. And I've got this. Memory burned into my mind of, you know, when she's doing the voiceover about Judgment Day was coming and mm-hmm. she's looking at the playground and she gets melted up against sure, the face. Yeah. yeah. And then there's all fire and then the T-800. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Skeleton yeah. head comes up in <laughs> yeah. the fire. And yeah. I remember looking at the giant skull fire on the big screen and I was just like, dates are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is every day. <laughs> so... So do you think, wait, so you, if you weren't on a date, do you think you would have had a different experience? You would have been like, this movie's all right. But do you think the date made that movie awesome? I, or the, the movie made the date awesome? What do we... I think James Cameron made dating better for me. Right, yeah, Because right? yeah. that was my, I was like, giant flaming skull. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the did best. That, did that ruin... Did that ruin relationships for you for a long time? Like you, you're, you, you've, <laughs> made, get you've, you've made it, you've made it back to the bedroom, and you're like, just hang on one second. I just turn on the stereo. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> I uh, 
Didn't speak to her again after that night for about 10 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I've enjoyed all the Terminator films since. Fantastic. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. I went in hoping to enjoy them. Mm. Right. You thought you could recapture the spirit. I didn't like, I didn't mind the one with Sam Worthington. Oh, really? I, I hate I, that one. I watched yeah. that Very Hungover. Which, yeah, yeah. Which, like, oh, that's a perfect movie. Bad sci fi. I, yeah. I watched Alien vs. Predator, Very Hungover. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. You know what? I think that movie's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. That there's, you know, it's not great, but. What do you want? How could they go wrong? What, <laughs> if, if they were just friends Yeah, well, that's start. true, yeah. Uh, anyway, so on the topic of Terminator 6 or 3, or, or T6, T6 mm-hmm. uh, apparently they're searching for an 18-something, 18-year-old or ish woman to, play, to be the centerpiece of the story, and they're going to embrace Arnold's age in the way that the outer shell of the Terminator would age, but the inner stays the same. He's a big old sack man. Yeah, though, so I, I guess like the, the last one. I guess. Great. <laughs> yeah, Terrific. But, but Tim Miller's doing it. He did Deadpool. He's done a lot of really awesome like cinematics uh-huh. for video games. Mm-hmm. I'm not ruling this one out, guys. Okay. Are we is anyone else? You know what I this this smells to me like Teen Spirit. Sarah Connor has a daughter as well. Uh, I think that's yeah, what this okay, is. Right, yeah, this yeah. is a secret daughter situation. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she said because there's there's some missing time, yeah. which gives her enough time. I reckon. How about this? I'm ready. How about this? I'm ready. She was she was prophesied to have the son John Connor, yeah, and then she gets pregnant, and it's a daughter, and so she gives her away. Oh, yes, and then they put her yep. on the desert planet of Jakku. Yes, <laughs> good. And then that Snoke. <laughs> Snoke could be a lady now. Did we did we hear about that? Oh uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that, Stu? I didn't put that in the news. Well, I love where these rumors start. Yeah. Because someone has has gotten their Snoke action figure. Right. I, I believe it was the GameStop exclusive with the amazing gold robe. Yes, it's very. Which I am heavily considering uh, being my Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about it a fair bit. You got the face for it. Gotcha. No, you're right. You're very handsome. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Goat-headed prick. <laughs> um, and they've disrobed him. They're like, oh. you know, they've, they've just stripped him down. Sure, yeah. You know, you can... You can uh, the, the one thing that has not been seen in the photos is he's got really cool gold slippers. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a spoiler or not, but he's got these amazing gold like, slippers. Like... Just the front, like slip-ons, where you can, or is it like, is it a full shoe? What are we talking? I, I think I believe it's a full shoe. Okay, so he's got heel coverage. Yeah, yeah but very important. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they've taken off his robe, and then he's sort of he, he does. He's got curves. The action figure. Yeah, yeah. And so they've gone. Well, it, it must be a girl then. Let's get some red circles and put it on YouTube. Love it, big fan. Right, confirmed. Yeah. Really big. <laughs> so that's what the whole. Snoke might be a woman. Right. The, that's where it all comes from. Just by the underneath, what you're not meant to see yeah. molding mm-hmm. of an action figure. <laughs> which, you- which, which would mean that if you were theorizing about the new Star Wars films in 1996, you'd be like, oh, Luke Skywalker, he's doing steroids. He's lifting weights. Sure, yeah, right. Because they were, they were built. They, were re- they really made him big, didn't mm. they? Yeah. Six packs for all. But also, yeah. we don't know what the genitals I'm sick of females are- ruining Star Wars, mate. Thank you. Finally, someone said I'm it. sick of six packs ruining Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of people with six packs. Yeah, sure. Uh, we don't know what the genitals of any characters in Star Wars look That's like. That's a really good point, yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Mm. As I've said before, because it was a long time ago, and technically I guess they're all aliens, they could all be 100 feet tall. We don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's no comparison. Oh. You know what I mean? It's no frame of reference. Dude, that's yeah. a, you should have saved that thought for when we were doing illicit drugs at 2 in the morning. <laughs> You're right, yeah. What if, man? <laughs> 
Uh, there's actually not any... I was looking for some solid Star Wars news for the week because you were coming on. There's not really much this week. There's like a Battlefront trailer. There's. Did you talk about um, Warwick Davis? Well, oh, he's been rolling... Han Solo? No. Okay, what's going on there? So his new tradition, yeah. which was, was only broken actually because of Australia, he was in every Star Wars film, except the ones filmed in Australia because I guess they couldn't be bothered sending him over. Right, yeah. Was to have these cameos. And in the next one, reportedly, and this has come out from makingstarwars.net, mm. that he's going to be like a gonk droid mm. that's been like retrofitted to battle with <laughs> other... Like, so I, I don't know if... Like Robot Wars? Yeah, so I think that like one theory could be that they're, you know, they're going to gambling to see which robot wars. Yeah. But it's like you've got the power droid, the gonk droid from Star Wars, and then you've gone to like Bunnings or for the American <laughs> audience, Home Depot. Sure. I'm intercontinental. And <laughs> got some like saws and like a rotary blade and stuck that on. Yeah, yeah. And so Warwick Davis is going to be in there like, I want to see like it get tip, tips over and he tumbles out and someone's like, there was a guy in there. That's not a robot. <laughs> It's famous character actor Warwick Davis. <laughs> Get him. Okay, cool. I like I like this tradition. I think he also he's great at hosting panels. Like mm. watching anything he does on the celebration every year or or not every year. Now going every two years, aren't they? Yeah. The when he was hosting, I was there when they hosted. Um, he hosted the fortieth anniversary. And yes. Seeing him with George was it was it was pretty special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it, was, yeah. it was very nice. Yeah. Good fun. Uh, did you see it, Mason? You saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Have you seen it? I'm tempted to do a bit, but then I thought, no, that's not. <laughs> you took a pause. Yeah. I, I saw you steady yourself. and you... I, I, I have not seen it. Yeah. It's good. I, I, I only saw it recently. I don't think it's an amazing horror film, uh-huh. but I think it's the characters are fantastic. Sure. I think it's one of those movies where kids will watch and be like, that's terrifying because I think it's safe enough for like a kid to watch and, you know, like the same way the original It was and it's, it's scary for a kid, but... It's it's better than the original it, presumably, which I haven't seen. Have you seen? Many years ago. I tell you what I do like that I have seen. Yeah. I like the it meme. Which is the it meme? <laughs> Where it's like in the, the drain? Is hey it kid, a, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The clown in the curb, like mm. in the little drainage thing going, come down here, we've got whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want. Mm. Yeah. And for me, it would be like, come down here, we've got more sweet memes and I'd get sucked in. <laughs> I've got gold slippers still. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We've got Snoke's genitals. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but the It sequel is going to come out September of 2019. As we've talked about, Mason, it's uh, it's the adults. Have we talked about that? We have not. Well, do you know what's the adults? Yes. Talk- yeah. <laughs> what, oh. do you, what's the deal there? Do you know what's the, what's the deal there? Well, it's the it's the kids from the previous movie. Yes. All grown up. Grown up, yes. And I assume set in the present day, right? Yes. Because the original it story was set in the fifties, and then the adult bit was set in the eighties. But this story is set in the eighties, and the next part set in modern day. Okay, again, I would like a, a cool prequel or sequel yes. name. So could, could we call it It's It's Back? <laughs> you know, like no, but like Alien, Aliens. Oh, I get you. Yeah. It's so multiple clowns. Yeah. So you'd be saying, have you seen It's It's? <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. I, mean, what are, I guess they're going to just call it It Chapter 2. I think it should follow our classic naming convention. It should be called It 2. Yeah. And it's T-double-O and then a question mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's on the front just like, I don't know, the, maybe. Well, what about To It? Yeah. It's, it's gone too far. <laughs> yeah. But this, I oh, know, I'm really looking forward to it. They've, I did a video on It Deleted Scenes and I talk about the kind of, the kids picked who they want to play the adult versions of themselves. 
Uh, that's I can link that below. But the only person who's been confirmed to have been talked to is Jessica Chastain as the adult Beverly, which is, is a good choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, Mason? Red hair. Yes. Still, you have no opinion because you haven't <laughs> no, seen No, I'm just glad you made a video that wasn't like, hey, dickhead, you didn't notice this, did you? Here's some giant yellow font to prove how much of an idiot you are. I'm steering away from the yellow now, font. Now, again, Steele, this, but- this hasn't been revealed yet because <laughs> the episode of Green Guide Letters hasn't come out, but you consider all of James's videos a personal attack on you. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed because I've been chipping away at you for years. <laughs> the penny's finally dropped. Uh, Men in Black is getting a spin-off movie connected to the original universe in May 2019. It exists in the same universe. The comparison is being made to Jurassic World in terms of a reboot. Oh, bad comparison. <laughs> but uh, so it's so the Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are in it, but it's gonna it's not gonna be the Men in Black 23. What they MIB are in 23? It. No, they're not in it. But okay, it's right. the uni- I think you it's could. The universe they're in. I. Does that weird universe, like, do you think they should redesign the, like, even, it, it feels a little dated. Like, well, that's the, the idea. Visuals. But you mean the, the, the setting seems to Yeah. Happen. Okay, right. Like, like that weird kind of Men in Black headquarters is kind of, doesn't. No, but that's like a deliberate throwback to like 1950s, the, yeah, totally, 1960s yeah, yeah, aesthetic, yeah. you know. So, so. You're, you're with it, though. You? Yeah, I mean, what they should do is they should, they should bring the aesthetic back. If you remember the end of the first Men in Black. Yeah. At the end, Will Smith's character sort of revamped the Men in Black, and he's wearing a cool '90s version of the Men in Black. It's one of the worst it should things be set in, the world. in that aesthetic. I feel <laughs> like everybody's rocking like snap bands. And yeah, what are those glasses he's wearing? Yeah, Oakley's yeah. and snap bands. I feel incredible. Like. I, I don't remember the end of Men in Black because I took that little one <laughs> thing no, <laughs> way too seriously. Work, Good work. Method. 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 Yeah, but he, he um, what was it? There, it's in a marble. The very end, if you remember correctly. The world oh, is in a marble, yeah, an I alien planet, that. or whatever. And he's got tons of marbles. Yeah, mm-hmm. just one of which is marbles. kind of like your giant Star Wars. <laughs> it's exactly theory. like my giant Star Wars theory. Yeah. But I have to say, like, sure, doing a Men in Black reboot or whatever, it is devoid of ideas. Sure. And how about I don't know, just making some stuff up? Did you yeah. like? Do you like the idea? Because they were talking about ser- seriously doing a, um, a twenty-two jumps, twenty-two jump street sequel in the Men in Black universe with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. I like that idea. Same. I think that's fun. It just sounds like someone was not sober when they came up with yes. it. Yes. It could be good. But I do like the fact that, that it's in the same mm. universe. Like that was like, it's it's a, it's a tough one to say anything critical about, but the Ghostbusters reboot. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, thank you misogynists for taking out like a nerd's the third time one. You said misogynists. Yeah, no, but a, a nerd's We're one. We're slowly rebranding. Yeah, a nerd's one pleasure in life is just to talk about on the internet how much a movie sucks. I can think of a second pleasure, but anyway, go okay. on. Yeah. Uh, loot crate, <laughs> and the fact that. It got all mixed up with all this other stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, you're ruining my fun. Now I, I, I can't I can't critique this film. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I would have been way more on board if it was in the same world and, and that great, existed. Yeah. Like just the the whole like I think there's a little bit more creativity in well, we're gonna remake this film, but we're gonna link it somehow into the old film. Yeah, so right, it yeah. all matches up. Mm. Like there's less creativity to go. We're just going to start from scratch yeah. and cameos for everyone. Yeah. Like, Welcome. Oh, yeah. Who's going to be an alien this time? <laughs> Michael Jackson's dead. He Can't wanted him. He wanted to, yeah, what is it? He wanted an actual lead role in that. And they went, you know what? You can be a weirdo. You can be a weirdo who's not an alien who wants to be in Men in Black. Mm. Yeah. So, But I mean, I guess. He's in Men in Black too. 
Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he's on the screen. He's like, let me join the Men in Black. And Riptorn's really? like, get out of here. You guys know the Ahmed Best story with Michael Jackson? I do know yeah, that story, yeah, yeah. yeah. How he was very yeah. disgruntled. Yeah. Michael Jackson gave him the cold shoulder. Ahmed Best was going to be, wanted to be Jar Jar Binks. No, Michael Jackson. No, sorry, Jackson. Michael Jackson wanted to be Ahmed Best <laughs> playing Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I see. <laughs> In yeah. mocha. Yeah. And, and George Lucas, who's just a weird people person, sort yeah. of took him to a concert and Natalie Portman and sort of went to Michael Jackson and goes, oh, this is Ahmed Best, he's our Jar Jar, as if to say... Here's that thing you want to like. Yeah, he's the guy who's taking. I like, just job, want to yeah. do the social experiment of like, wonder what this nutbag Michael yeah, Jackson's gonna do when he meets a man. You can't put Michael Jackson in a Star Wars film, though. I completely understand his choice. It just completely. Even it, if you're not, but if you're not seeing him. Yeah, but you, you know, don't you? Like he, the voice. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The dance moves probably because yeah. there'd be a dance sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty good though. Like. Yeah, gonna die. Like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I don't know if that'd be pretty good, but it would be certainly something. <laughs> I just love those Michael Jackson. You know, he just like goes meow, like just for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like a cat being kicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, don't, I know you love cats. So I apologize. And kicking. And kicking. Oh yeah. Uh, just quickly, uh, the Men in Black screenwriting duo of Matt Holloway and Art Markham are going to be writing it. They did Iron Man and Transformers: The Last Night. Transformers: The Last Night is terrible, but. Who do, you, who do you pin that on, really? And Iron Man famously... Nobody wrote that. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man, the first Iron Man famously had no real script. Yeah. It was just some ideas and they just did some stuff on the day. Yeah, so... Just have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah that's fun, That's yeah. pretty much what... And then So great, terrific. Yeah. Wait, so do they have anything to do with the prior Men in Black I don't films? believe so. Well, it's because it's like... The first one was like 20 years ago, so yeah, presumably true. not. Yeah. But yeah. People don't get abducted by aliens anymore. Do you think it's because really? it's easier to disprove? To be like, well, your yeah. geolocation thinks says that... <laughs> You weren't. You were at a Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Facebook. Yeah. It's like you updated your Facebook. You did a survey. Yeah, that's I right. I know you weren't on the mothership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but time stopped. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, they also did Punisher Warzone, which I know you're I a like fan Punisher of. Warzone. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So there you go. All right. We've got one more bit of news before we get into uh, our witness. What did you call it? Witness. You had a good name for it. Bear witness. Yeah, I fucked that joke <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Den- Denny Villeneuve, who's uh, directed the new Blade Runner 2049, which is apparently amazing, is going to direct Cleopatra based on their biography, Cleopatra, A Life. And the only reason I bring this up because... Now, is this a direct sequel or a reboot? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's a reboot. Okay. Uh, but it's... Well, I don't know why they... I mean, if this guy's... It's set obvi- in the Egyptverse. Yes. <laughs> it's set in the gods of Egyptverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's an ant- the, the the Antony and Cleopatra movie. It's the same universe, but he doesn't know we're in this. In this right? Version, okay, so. gotcha. Mm. I don't know why people are still doing these swords and sandals movies because they're generally terrible. It's all about slippers. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> slippers these days. You know that better than anybody else. He's obviously a great director. He could pull this off, but I don't understand because they they do want, you care about this? Well, no, I don't. But they want another Gladiator. That's yes. the yardstick. They're like, okay, people lost their minds over Gladiator. It was you know, it was a it was a a blockbuster was also a good movie. Yeah. We can, we can do it again. I'm the director to do it. Mm. Has there been a more poignant stroking of wheat? Never. never. <laughs> maybe Wait, in 300. Maybe in um, Interstellar. There was probably uh, some wheat yeah. stroking really? in Interstellar. Might have been a there's been there's wheat an stroking. idea for one of your little videos. Okay, stroking, what? top 10 strokings of wheat you've missed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit less. Oh, you, oh, you put in you would have missed. I thought it was going to try to be more positive. <laughs> nah, I have to go that way with it. Man <laughs> of Steel? I reckon somebody stroked some wheat in Man of Steel. Yeah, probably more long grass, yeah, I want to okay. say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't confirm it. I'll have to look into it, obviously. Maybe it's a project we can work on. I reckon there was steel. probably some wheat stroking in the first Man in Black, too. Maybe. Mm. I'm, I'm also partial 
to that flower that they blow it and stuff goes everywhere yeah, and yeah. it's quite yeah, it blows, like yeah. it symbolizes lost youth or something yeah that's good yeah I get yeah. writing with your best ones of them <laughs> please do hashtag weekly planet pod or at steel saunders what, what's your main twitter handle for that <laughs> at steel wars at steel wars that's okay. I like to keep that's... all my uh, you know away from the bullies <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to talk about Blade Runner 2019, which is mm-hmm. not the name of it, but it's the year that it's set because the new one's Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I watched a, doc- a few documentaries on the making of, and we thought the best way to tackle this this classic from cinematic history is we'd all go away and watch different versions. Mm-hmm. There's seven different versions, uh-huh. uh, so we didn't watch all of them. We watched the kind of main ones each. Do you want to just give general thoughts on that before we kind of get into what... Uh, this movie in, in, in general. Full spoilers, by the way. Is everyone okay with full spoilers in this room? Mm-hmm. Is everyone listening okay with full spoilers? Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Was it, it was released in 82, guys. Yeah, I yeah. Know, but you'd be surprised. What's the statute of limitations on spoilers for... Like, what is the... If, even if it's a classic, what? how far... Can, like, again, it's... What's, what's 82? 30... 35 years. years. Guys, the island on Lost, it was a marble in an alien's bag. (laughs) What? Uh, No, I don't know. I think it depends. With with like a... For the modern blockbuster, I think it's two weeks. Oh, wow. No, genuinely. (laughs) But I think... No, no, I only say that... is outside the window. No, I mean that in terms... I'm not saying you should go out of your way to spoil it for people. Mm -hmm. But if you get spoiled by that point and you really wanted to see it... You probably should have gone out. I understand there's you may have broken your leg or whatever and you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying... A little bit of that's on you if you haven't, if you've just been mm. going on the internet, looking at everything and whatever. If you really wanted to see it and you've broken your leg, yeah. two weeks is more than enough time to like get a viral Twitter campaign going yeah. to get like the stars of the film to come visit you at your house and do a screening, <laughs> you know? You know exactly, I mean? so yeah. I agree. You're just being lazy if you haven't seen it by then. It's two weeks, is that... Brutal? I think it depends on what medium you're going to spoil it on. So, like, right, what, yeah. like if it's a Star Wars movie yeah. and it's a Star Wars podcast and the film is out, you're done, son. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you right. shouldn't be listening to a Star Wars podcast if you haven't seen the Star Wars movie. But as you know, because you do you do your, your podcast directly after seeing the new Star Wars movie, you have to say at the start, this is for spoilers because you'll probably get at least a few yeah. Well, we yeah. yeah, we do one direct, like we do, like so we have the midnight screening and then at 2.30 in the morning we'll have a big live yeah. review podcast with like comedians and stuff. And I remember the first one we did for The Force Awakens, I went to the venue and I'm talking to the bouncer and the bouncer's like, oh, we're really excited about this, this uh-huh. gig and stuff. And, um, you know, we all love Star Wars. And he goes, but can I just make, one request. And I'm like, sure, bouncer. And I'm sort of like relieved because I'm scared of bouncers. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah. Because like, you know, they're they're big men and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I look like a big man, You're but big inside, man, yeah. little boy. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's accepting me. He's not going to like put me in a headlock or anything. <laughs> and he goes, oh, just like, we won't have a chance to see the film because it's the premiere. Oh, so okay. can you just like keep it no spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you are bumming, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be beating the crap out of me. Did he come up and say anything afterwards? Or no, he just, he just went outside. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Took a knee. Took a knee. Good on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all our rights. That's yeah. all our... Uh, I glassed gonna... like six people. In the interim, couldn't do anything. Wasn't even there. But I was asking the other day about like all the different variations of of Blade Runner, yeah, uh-huh. and how we had to watch each one each, yeah. And you know, I was like, I just threw it out there. I said, if only a top shelf YouTuber had made a video <laughs> explaining all the differences, bit of green fun, yep, 
bit of red circle, you know, maybe an ad in the middle, yeah, maybe an ad at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no. Didn't happen. So still, it's weird. As, a, as, a, as a Star Wars fan, does that make you a Harrison Ford fan by default? Are, we, are you more inclined to be like, I'll see everything he does? Or? Oh, what? I'll see Firewall. Firewall. I'll say Hollywood homicide. That, oh, I've got a story about that. But um, <laughs> it all fell apart with the Mosquito Coast. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, right, you watch Blade Runner, it's like, ah, oh, it's a bit action. Yeah. You know, it's a lot slower than Star Wars. I remember when I was a little kid and seeing a little photo in the Herald Sun of like Harrison Ford about to film Indiana Jones. I'm not sure yeah, which right. one it was. But it had a photo of him dressed as Indiana Jones. And I said to my mum, mum, why is Han Solo <laughs> sick? Because he had stubble. <laughs> I thought he was unwell. Hollywood Homicide. Yeah. I was staying in a hotel on Super Bowl weekend about a decade ago. Yeah. So I think we've passed the spoiler uh, mm-hmm. for this story. I can I spoil so, yeah. the rest of my Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. I think. Everyone's lived through that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a guy knocked on our door really early saying, oh, we need you to move your car because we're, there's a film crew. And I was quite hungover, and I'm like, uh, yeah, who's in the movie? And he goes, oh, Harrison Ford. And I just, I've never, <laughs> I wish I had security footage of how quickly I got out yeah. of bed and moved down. The ultimate hangover cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, funnily enough, on Super Bowl Sunday, Harrison Ford was not on the set. Oh, man. Uh, it was just a car going past up Hollywood, I mean, up Sunset Boulevard many times. Okay, right. Mm. There's an amazing scene in that movie where he steals a bike off a little girl and then goes, ah! and he like yells at her. It's really, it's very funny. <laughs> Everyone should look that up. Mm. Yeah. It's where I also really noticed that he's his, run. His one weird Harrison Ford moment <laughs> yeah. you might have missed. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it was also, I remember I watching that and going, oh, Harrison Ford's kind of lost his run because he does that kind of loping kind of run. It's oh. the first time I remember seeing it. Mm. But anyway, because he got bad back and all that. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. 
expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Anyway, general thoughts on Blade Runner. Mason, you hate it. Why? Look, I hate it. I, look, here's the thing. I don't hate it, but I kind of do hate it. But I had to, I had to watch it uh, during high school for English or literature or something. Yeah. And uh, so the idea of having to break it down thematically against my will mm. has always left a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah. have you, how many, which version have you seen, Steel? Which, uh, I've watched the original version's the voiceover, yeah? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I got confused. I always thought the second version was voiceover. And so then when I was uh, watching yeah. the one that I thought was the second version it didn't have voiceover, mm. I was second-guessing myself. Yeah. I'm like, am I watching Mason's one? Yeah, right. Is it going to yeah, be yeah, an yeah. argument? So I, watched, yeah, so I watched the original, the original version, the theatrical cut. Yes. Which uh, has a narration by Harrison Ford. Yes. Uh, and it, Which apparently was added, there was a, a few screenings, test audience were, audience was were very confused as to the nature of the, the film and what was Furious. happening. Yeah. And so... Then the narration was added in, and Ridley Scott did not want to want it in there. Harrison Ford apparently didn't want to do it. The story goes that he did it so badly that he thought they wouldn't use it. But he's since said that I didn't intentionally do it badly. Like I did like a like a dry reading of it, but <laughs> the dialogue itself is horrible. It's see that's yeah. the thing. It's it's I initially went in. I'm like, well, I haven't seen this version in a really long time. Maybe it's kind of like, you know, it's it's that hard-boiled gumshoe kind of like, yeah. you know, old-style Maltese Falcon-like narration where he's like, yeah, but what is life anyway kind of thing. It's literally just him explaining what is currently happening or what is going to happen yes. or what's just happened. Um, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I like the story that in 1990, Barry Levinson released a movie called uh, Avalon, which right. is sort of like this, it's this movie set in like the 40s and 50s and it's this tale that's this sort of, immigrant family that uh, grew up in Baltimore and it's kind of like based on his kind of real life experiences and stuff like that. And he famously was like, I don't want any test screenings for this. I'll, you, you know, people are either going to like it or not like it. I'm not doing any changes. This is it. And the, the movie executives came at him and they're like, no, no, we do the test screenings and we get rid of things people don't like. We change things so people understand them better. And that's how it works. And that's how you make a kind of a hit movie. And then he got out like the test cards for his previous movie, which is Rain Man. And he got out a, a te- like a, a, a test card an audience, an audience member had filled out after they'd seen the first screening of it. And it said, why didn't he just snap out of it? <laughs> yeah, and they're point, like, though. oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is test audiences don't know anything and you shouldn't trust them because this is, this is some bad narration. Totally. Okay. It's I think, not his fault. So, so no. Tom Cruise sort of shaken Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, yeah. until he snapped out of it. Shake yeah, a man hard exactly. enough, yeah. Yeah. But like the Blade Runner narration, it's literally just like um, he'll f- like yeah, there's there's a scene where he goes to into a bathroom, he's looking for clues, he finds a scale, mm. and it's and it's like, well this 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 scale isn't from a replicant. Replicants don't have scales. <laughs> Must be from something else that isn't a replicant. The bit, that, yeah, yeah. The bit that really stands out for me is towards the end after Roy Batty does his amazing monologue which we'll, we can talk about in a bit and he ends it with all these moments that I've witnessed of something along the lines of have been lost like tears in rain and it cuts to Harrison Ford looking forlorn and then you just hear it is in a monologue go I don't know why he decided <laughs> to sacrifice himself it's like yeah we fucking get it like yeah. relax well I cheated because I watched it with my friend Tim who's mm. a big Blade Runner fan uh-huh and he did provide a fair bit of narration. <laughs> so I got this new edit. It's yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's a Tim cut. Do you recommend good. it? Very informative. Okay. Very informative. 
I am. Has it got the bit where you pause it and go to the bathroom and then come back? Yes, there okay, was that good. bit actually. <laughs> there was that bit. I live in LA, so yeah. any movie or TV show that's actually set there, it's it's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. So the that happens whenever we see a movie set in Melbourne. Yeah. Ghost Rider. That Jackie Chan movie that the, I saw being filmed once. The Wog Boy. The Wog Boy. Just to be clear, that means a different thing here than in England. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. It's a more tolerable form of racism. <laughs> yes. The So where he goes to the replicant office where he sort of gets reinstated or they're like, you got to do it. Yeah. 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 We that, need you. Yeah, that's Union Station. Okay, right. Which, if you're a big movie fan, that's where the nah. final touching scene of Can't Hardly Wait was filmed. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no one's going to? No? Just me? Nut. And also, it's got a very fond place in my heart because that's where I get the train to San Diego Comic Con every oh. year. So whenever I walk down that thing, and it's, it's way better lit these days, yeah, I have yeah. to say, I'm always just like... About to have the best five days ever. And that, and you say that, that's interesting because he uses a lot of very familiar locations from other movies and people like the production company were like, don't use this building because it's in everything. And he's gone, you know what? Ridley Scott was like, yeah, not the way I film it. It's going to be different. And it's incredible. You know what? It looks great. Yeah. Honestly, it does. Mm. Mm. Are you a fan in general still? I thought it was good. I, yeah. I, I, it's almost like I was wondering while I was watching it, if I would enjoy it more if it wasn't Harrison Ford. Right. Because I'm looking at him and I'm just like, oh, I'd love to watch Return of the Jedi about now. Because <laughs> I'm looking at his real Return of the Jedi head. Yeah. Like, this time could be spent. He does have a very Return of the Jedi head. Yeah, yeah I could be watching Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. I was wondering if maybe having someone else would dist- like distract me from his Har- Harrison, like reminding me of other things I enjoy him Sure, in. absolutely, yeah. But um, it's... It's pretty slow. It is, yeah. And it's also one of those films which I kind of like but sort of feel deceived by when you Mm. don't know when it's the final sequence. Right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And depending on what version you're watching as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess on the Mason's one, it's like, as we entered the last 30 minutes of my story, (laughs) (laughs) the tension was mounting. (laughs) But it's sort of like, like in a Star Wars film, they have a big meeting. And they're yeah. like, you go do this. And you know... There's a big hologram in the middle. Yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah. Or, you know, in like a Marvel film or whatever, there's sort of like... a Like, it's like, we're all... We're going to do this now. Iron yes. Man puts a fresh suit on. He yeah, puts exactly. Suit on. Yeah. But this one... It's, it's like of, a stream of consciousness. Yeah, it just, of, it just sidles from the yeah. start to the end without any sort of like something telling you like, here's the finale, it's coming up. Yeah. But with the locations, I went into that building... About a month ago. Right, right. Where the... Um, the final conference. Yeah, where the yeah. guy that made the robots, the little midget robots, which sure, yeah. I popped huge when those little robots <laughs> came out. I, I was, don't know what that means, moving on. Yeah, it must be an Australian thing. So I keep going. I popped huge. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, if anyone here that listens uh, is into wrestling... They're, 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 oh, okay. Not a boner thing. Not a boner, Not a boner thing. thing. Yeah, no, right, no, no, okay, no. Right. It's a cheer thing. Sounds like a boner thing, though, doesn't it? Does it sounds like a boner thing. <laughs> it's an enthusiasm boner, you guys. Okay, okay, oh. that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, in downtown LA, they've got all these you know famous landmarks with little pictures of what was filmed there and stuff. Yep. And yep. yeah, you can go into and go up those elevators and. Okay. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird because it's set in 2019. Yes. Mm. And it's in LA, yes. so you have to do that thing of just like, come on, come on, yeah. guys, like like raining. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. And people are out in the rain. They, they're not running in fear yeah, from us. Yeah. I guess they're just used to it. People don't My hair go, plugs. Oh, yeah. God. People don't go to work. Yeah. People yeah. cancel I, meetings. I, being in LA recently, it rained and people were like f- freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Yeah. <laughs> people are just driving cars off cliffs. Yeah. So the... The rain that threw me off. Mm. Um, no mobile phones. Oh, yeah. He has to go to a pay phone. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but it's a pay video phone. There was not one single iPhone repeat, r- repair screenshot. That's no, right. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah. And, and not a single vape store. No. A lot of newspapers as well. <laughs> well, we still got them. We still yeah. got them there. Mm. Yeah, do we? When's the last time you saw someone reading a newspaper? And it can't be a hell I read one this morning. Cafe. My parents <laughs> get them. Okay, well, there you go. Right. <laughs> I saw my reflection. Yeah. I saw my reflection. I can understand why people would think this is kind of slow and boring because for a modern film, it is. I feel like if I came to this fresh, like I'd never seen it before, I'd probably dislike it. Like I, I like it quite a yeah. bit because I think it's, that's more from a perspective of this had never been done. Yeah. Like there's a lot, like, and there is a lot of like slow lingering shots of like buildings with flying cars going through and massive Atari neon signs Love and whatever. every Atari yeah, sign. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, now in a movie, it's like you can't get away with shots like that because it's boring. Because we've seen it a thousand times since. Because so many movies have aped Blade Runner, so you can't have seen all of those. Yeah. Even like Ghost in the Shell, which isn't great, just looks like a reinterpretation of Blade Runner. It's interesting. It all. It also... When they do these long establishing shots, the the music is sort of it's it infuses it with this sense of wonder, yes. Which now to me doesn't really work, right? Like in the sense that if if I was watching a movie like this now, it wouldn't have like you know it, it, we're going we're going across the city in this in this flying car and it's like da 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 da, da. it's like this, but it it'd be more kind of sinister and yeah. This is a ruined city. This is a ruined world. But it's like is it's it's still got this element of like isn't this amazing? We'll yeah. show you through song. Yeah, kind of thing. it had a bit of the uh, the coruscants about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Coruscant looks like a direct knockoff of, Uh-oh. especially in Attack of the Clones. It's got the fire spewing out of the whatever. Remember that bit when the, in the yeah. chase sequence? Yeah. There's a lot yes. of Blade Runner in that, but uh, not arguably. I think it's without a doubt Blade Runner is a better looking film than <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Well, it's interesting because everything in Blade Runner is either wet or dusty. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that idea of a used future which uh, George Lucas created. Yeah. There's no like even rich people don't seem to be devoid no. of dust. No, I guess it's 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 implied that there's been some horrendous yeah. wars and there's obvious yeah. and there's obvious um there's food shortages and and people are crammed in together and and, and it's it, a, and it's a future where they haven't invented like full room lighting yet. Yes. Yeah, right. But every room in that world is next to the brightest thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, should we move the lamp in? No, no let's never I don't do think that. So. No. Yeah. Well, the the reason behind that there's some original Blade Runner concept art which is very crisp and very clean, and the reason they dirtied up dark smoke is because it hides a lot of the budget limitations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these choices stylistically, uh, it's, 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 yeah, they had to do yeah. it essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they lit it better. You'd be able to see the sign <laughs> saying, this is where Blade Runner was filmed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, action sequences. I, I, I saw a, a documentary recently. It's called, hang on. I'm just going to, I can't remember. Oh, there's another, one of my favorite pieces of narration. The Edge I, of Blade Runner. I sorry. felt bad that I had to shoot her in the back, but I guess I shot her in the back. That's what I did. I'm shooting women in the back. The shoot. I was like, for some reason, when anyone got shot, yeah, like when Daryl Hannah got shot and yeah. stuff, I was like, 
Oh, come on. Yeah, the, when the girls got shot, I was. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting it. I think I was expecting them to last till the end. Yeah. Or something. I think that's yeah. what's interesting about his character, though, because you can see he's conflicted because he sees these people machines as like toasters, you know, and he's just doing his job. Yeah. You know, so he'll happily shoot one in the back, but then he meets one that he's kind of attracted to and he's like, oh, he gives her his special toast. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a very odd scene. But we, we don't, we, we don't, I guess we don't really know what any of the previous versions of the, the, the replicants were like. like no, these are the most advanced ones and the most human-like. So, for all we know, the rest of them were just kind of like weird plastic face. Yeah, monstrosities. or like the personality of like the T eight hundred or whatever. Hmm. But these these ones have like nuance and subtlety, and yeah. For everyone listening at home, James just did the best robot act out with his <laughs> arms. I got up, I did a little dance. <laughs> yep, Mister Roboto. <laughs> but the look, this isn't. Yeah, I, I in this um documentary, it's called The Edge of. What's, I just had a, the Edge of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It's from like uh, fifteen or so years ago. But uh, really, Scott talks about one of the things he wished he changes was more action sequences, and because they they are kind of few and far between. But the ones that are in it are quite good. There's one amazing shot where he pulls his gun on the the replicant and it just slaps it out of his hand. Do you remember that I bit? Do remember that's that that's bit. incredible, right? It's not just me. It's like a split second, but it's really well shot. Mm-hmm. And he's just and he's just getting like the shit kicked out of him. He gets beat up a lot. But that's followed by a very, very terrible squib effect where, oh, where Rachel head. shoots him in the head. <laughs> yes. And it just sort of appears on his head like a like a plastic rose. Just, <laughs> they were like, Don't move. Don't move a muscle. We're going to stop filming. We'll stick it on your head and then we'll restart filming <laughs> yeah. again. Oh, the classic pause and reply. Yeah. 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 You don't see that much anymore, do you? Because it's bad. And you can't put a squib in someone's forehead, I guess. That's true, yeah. Could, what, if it, what if it goes in turtle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> the irony, exactly, yeah. But no, I, I think that the, the last action sequence is is quite harrowing. I think that holds up really well where Roy Batty's chasing him through the, the house and he's punching holes in walls and you see him grab his hand and he's just methodically breaking his fingers and then gives him his gun back. It's like this cat and mouse game where Roy Batty's breaking down Harrison Ford's just getting absolutely hammered. I love it. I have to give a big shout out for the head through the wall. Yeah, He puts his own head and just starts going, hey. Yeah. He's, I mean, Harrison Ford is good in this, but Rutger Hauer is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That's not just me. Oh no, he's great. Yeah, I, I not that I know that much about the uni- like the the comic book universe, but it sort of reminded me of like Joker and, and Harley Quinn, the Daryl Hannah, right? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, she's all playful, doing flips, and then yeah. she's like, got her in his vag and just <laughs> squashing his head. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah. Which I remember watching when I was a little kid, just thinking that'd be conflicting. Yeah, like absolutely. you're in pain, but you're like, I'm really close mm. to a female right now. Sure, yeah. this is going to be awesome. Like Goldeneye, you're a big fan of Go- that sequence in Goldeneye. I'm not aware. I'm, 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 it's a bit where Zen. I'm all over the Nintendo universe of Goldeneye. Sure, I don't think this is in the game, but okay. she does a similar like vice-like grip in his head and tries to. Is it head or his ribs? It's his. Ribs, yeah, because she suffocates him. I well, think. both Harrison Ford and Pierce Brosnan do a lot of hurt acting really well. A lot yeah. of like, <laughs> I can't really do it, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. He reprises, or maybe it was before, but he does the exact same face at one bit when he's getting punched as when he comes out of the carbonite. <laughs> it's right. the same bit of like, I'm uh, dazed. Yeah, like. you recognize that moment. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> Oh man, there's some specific sequence that I want to talk about here, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, there's a very long enhancement 
looking at a photograph scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. We recently played the Blade Runner video game from 1997 and you do the exact same thing. That'll be up this Tuesday on Caravan of Garbage. But like it's shots like that. It's like you could move this along. It's like left, up, yep, zoom in there. Where? Like it's so vague, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. It's G6. What? what, what? Yeah. Like none of it's labelled. How is he doing any of this? Yeah. And it's that amazing. He's a professional. Yeah. yeah the, the, it's like, hands-free. <laughs> predicting the future thing where you've got this technology that still doesn't exist. Like Siri was just off her chops finding, like <laughs> newing all these things to zoom in on, but it's on this tiny rounded screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like should have worked on the screen, but it's like, oh, yeah, what about if we did it on a flat screen? It's like, oh, flat screen. Oh, Come on. whoa, no one will believe that. <laughs> yeah. like, got to keep some realism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do... I do like a universe and the alien isolation video game did that real did this really well where it takes a futuristic but movie made in the past and kind of updates it for the I'm wonder I'm wondering how much of that they're gonna do in the new one is basically what I'm gonna say. Are we gonna be getting curved screens and whatnot, or do you think they're gonna steer clear of that? I hope they stick with the aesthetic because that was the one cool thing or there was many cool things but sure. in in the force awakens how all the display screens and that was still you yeah. know quite 70s and, and, yes. and retro and i've seen in one of the trailers i did cop an atari logo i'm pretty sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah you're right yeah I love it. I, I love that they put all their <laughs> chips on Atari. So apparently there's a lot of Sony stuff in this new one as well. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah. That yeah. was good. No. <laughs> What's a Sony film? What do you know? There's a Sony Le- 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 Lenovo. Is that a Sony oh, one? I don't that's know. That's no not good. Is that? No, that's not Sony, is it? I don't know. I don't no. know anything about Sony computers. Sony Vi. You think of the I Vi. I am thinking of Sony Vi. Yeah. But, um, but it's just in a, like a wooden box. <laughs> it's a tiny little screen. <laughs> the, but it's a touch screen. It's, it's a, a tiny screen, one. Yeah, yeah. There was one quite disturbing thought I had while watching it. The Rutka, Rutka Hauer? Is that yeah, that's right. Something like that. When he gives that amazing, um, like he gives that really cool line at the end mm. about. Don't I've seen uh, Fires Off the Blah, Blah, Blah. No, it was another. He, what was that line he said? Um, oh, the light that burns brightest. Burns half as... Yeah, burn, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, are they going to try to get Jared Leto saying all these poignant, yeah, like, yeah, deep yeah, lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like he's the go-to guy for that in this film, yeah. And the other thing I'm really worried about, that if he's, like, just just overdoing it and eating it, the news that, like, it was meant to be David Bowie... Oh, was is that really? Yeah, that's a shame. Real shame. So it's it's just like, hey, knife. Let's just twist yeah. it. Let's just pour some vinegar down there. He seems uh, Lido. He, I know he's like forty three, but he seems a bit young for that for that role. As this experienced like a robotics genius, there's a there's some short film set like ten years before this current one, or in like twenty thirty two, where he looks exactly the same. So the robotics created from the original Blade Runner, I. I get. And it looks like a guy who's just been doing this since he was like 15. A bow tie nerd. A bow tie nerd. But you know what I mean? Is, is that, um, apparently, J- Jared Leto's great or whatever, but that is, that's that's a yeah. shame. Doesn't look like this guy has experienced any wedgies at all. <laughs> no, Tyrell like, in the first one. Yeah, so many wedgies. So many bloody wedgies. Isn't there some weird thing that that Tyrell Corporation's in the Alien? Yeah, they're universe? all loosely connected. Yeah, Alien is connected to Blade Runner and something predator obviously because they're all kind of interlinked but yes so, so like when- the Wayland yutani logo is in one of them or vice versa so so could you head cannon it that if they ever got back to earth in alien it would yeah. look like blade runner i would say yeah i would say so yeah I, I would say it's it's pretty much confirmed that they are the same universe 
Would yeah. you put that confirmation in impact font with a black? <laughs> I think I have. I've done a video on there we go, same yeah. universe, like yeah. shared universes or something. Yeah. Look, it's probably it's probably not official canon, but there is there's a lot of links between Blade Runner and Alien because they're both Ridley Scott films. Excellent. Are they are they both currently owned by the same company? I think Fox is um, Alien, so no. Okay, right. Say, well, it'll yeah. never happen. Yeah, then. you're right. Yeah. yeah. And look, we, not everything has to be interlinked as well. <laughs> Uh, there's a weird sequence where Harrison Ford goes to a, a strip club, an exotic dancing yep. uh, affair, uh-huh. if you will. I enjoyed whatever Ridley Scott's interpretation of exotic dancing was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just, yeah. just sort of bikinied women in hockey masks, <laughs> just sort of, just sort of grooving a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, bit of fun. But, but he puts on. A voice and a character? Yes, he does, yeah. <laughs> His nerd character, that's right. I remember watching, I was watching it and I'm like, oh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have glasses, but he was doing the the metaphorical yeah. equivalent of constantly pushing up his broken yeah. glasses. It was like when Homer Simpson makes fun of Millhouse. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's strange also because she doesn't know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could just come in and go, I'm from this, this is who I am. Why is, and also, she figures it out almost immediately that he's not who he says he is. Mm. The whole thing is pointless. Yes. No, no, but that's the genius. It takes a great actor to portray a bad actor in the movie. Oh, okay. So he's just he just made the wrong call. Is that what you're saying? No, no, because it was like, well, the character is a bad actor mm. and I'm such a good actor. I have to use all my acting skill to act like a, bad, a bad actor. actor. Yeah. Well, I guess he's not... He's not a good guy, and he's not necessarily the smartest guy either. That becomes that's very apparent in this film. How dare you? <laughs> he's, he's got skills, man. He does saying enhance. He forces himself on a robot woman. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's true. That's strange. Mm. But yeah, do you want to talk yeah. about some of the differences between the versions? I don't, okay. I've listed some. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I just ask? Is there like a theory that he's a replica? Oh yeah, do you want to get into that now? Sure, let's do it. That's different depending on what version you watch. Oh, okay. Well, that's so. I, I shouldn't have stepped on your segue. No, then. no, it's fine. We're, we're good. We can go anywhere. This podcast is a free for all, Mason. I'm, <laughs> wow, I'm spiraling. Help! No, God, it's true what Chris Hardwick <laughs> says about the freedom of podcasting. <laughs> go where we want. Anything at all, Mason. Your version. He's not a replicant. No, in, yes, in my version, he is not a replicant. And why is that? Well, in because he doesn't my, say it. In he his doesn't head. expressly <laughs> say it in in this in that version. Um, he just has a one train of thought that's just all O's and ones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not so much that there's any clues that he isn't a replicant in it. It's just it's never it never occurs to yeah. the movie to present any clues that he is a replicant. Yeah, it's more in the director's cut where we see the clues that he might be. Yes, or, well, that he definitely is. Yeah, absolutely. Because the versions that we watched are, are mostly the same. There's mm-hmm. a few, there's a few slight variations, but yeah, the, the 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 original is it's kind of definitive in terms of like there were theories after the movie came out because it, it did well. It, it had a really big cult following and people kind of theorized, but the director's cut, which came out and uh, there was an unauthorized, unauthorized release in 1990 that accidentally shipped it. So it got screened and people were like, this is way better. And so it got rid of all the, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. how do you accidentally ship an unauthorized version? I don't know. It's the nineties, man. Everyone was just <laughs> high on. What was Saved the big, by the bell? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, what was the big drug in the nineties? Saved by the bell. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so hey Mason, you got any screech? You know what to. <laughs> you don't want to take screech. Oh no. Yeah. Some dust and diamond dust. <laughs> yum yum yum. 
Yeah, so it kind of, but so that's they put in this a few sequences, the unicorn dreams dream sequ- dream sequence. I've got questions. You got questions? Yeah. Well, go, go for it. What the hell was that? Okay, so the implication is that the guy uh, from Battlestar Galactica, Gaff. Gaff, is leaving around. Um, the guy with the hat who comes and picks, comes arrest him. It's got the arrest, weird eyes. Arrest him at the start, and is like, "We've got to take you into the precinct." Or He's whatever. got a little hat. Which yeah. Battlestar Galactica are you talking about? The new one, reboot. Yeah. Really? Edward James almost, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Him. and he's in the new one as well. Was Edward James almost in the film? He yes. was almost. No, he was. He was in it <laughs> definitively. <laughs> I yeah. saw him the other day. Really? Did Where? You? At a screening of Selena. Which one's that? Selena's <laughs> like a the story played by Jenna. No, yeah, Jennifer Lopez, and it's like this. It's a real story about an up and coming Spanish singer. Okay. That was getting really big, and then her manager killed her. Jesus. But um, they had a screening at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and they always get someone from the film. Did you say cemetery? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's this one bit where they haven't filled in with dead people, and they um, have people sit there with time to kill, I guess. Ah. But they have big screens there all the time. And, yeah, he was there to say, we loved making Selena. It was good. <laughs> they We went and saw, oh, what was it called? A really old film, right? Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> and I was wondering who the guest was going to be and I was joking. I'm like, oh, they'll probably give a shout out to someone that's dead in the cemetery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy said, oh, tonight we've got Cecil T. DeMille is buried over there. <laughs> and we've dug him up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weekend at Cecil's. <laughs> yeah. We're a little short on seat fillers, but it's fine because... <laughs> So yeah, Edward James. It's, yeah. it's hard to. Yeah, Edward James almost is Gaff. Yes, who's the guy with the little hat and the. Mm. He's filled out a little over the years, which yeah. is why he's hard mm. to. Hard he still to looks recognize. all right. Yeah. yeah, but basically he's leaving around the origami unicorns throughout the film. Oh. Little, little, little stick figures and little and bits the, and pieces. And uh, Deckard realizes that the reason Rachel is such a realistic robot woman is because she's got implanted memories. He has a dream where he where he imagines a unicorn. So the theory is. So the, the the origami unicorns are hints towards that Gaff knows that Deckard, Deckard is a replicant because he knows one of his memories. Oh, and he's messing with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So that's a, so the, the unicorn thing, well, obviously it couldn't have happened. It's just an implanted memory. It's in his programming. And there was something else. There was some other weird memory similar. There was one other of those flashes... Well, it's it's different. It might be slightly different because I know my the version I watched the because I watched the final cut from two thousand and seven. The unicorn sequence is longer, but I don't know. The unicorn was really short. Yeah, but I'm just thinking what Harrison Ford gets on it. He's like, I'm flying, I'm flying, (laughs) Um, I'm free of this world. There was a bird. There was a bird flash, like you know. 45 minutes before that oh, I in didn't, my version. I, I might have missed it. My, yeah, okay. No, don't know. Mason? No. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, Steel. Maybe you've uncovered a, an exclusive clue. Sure Ooh. it wasn't in your Tim Cut or whatever you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It might be. But yeah, I like the the thought that maybe he was a replicant and, yes. and, and didn't know. Because even with um, the the female one, like how, you know, when she's out of the room, it's like, yeah, she's a she's a and then I began to think like like that, like if I walked out of here and you're like, oh, he still doesn't know. He's just a, <laughs> just a podcasting robot. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's got no idea. I do. I like the ambiguity of it. And the interesting thing is Ridley Scott has definitively said that he is and Harrison Ford has said that he isn't. 
And I think, and I don't know this because I haven't read any spoilers from the new film. That's why they didn't work together for 30 years. I mean, yes. You just can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, well, nobody liked each other on this film. Everybody fought with everybody else. People got fired, rehired. Ford hated Ridley Scott and vice versa. Nobody spoke about it for years. It was a disaster. And uh, But basically, I, I think in the new one, I think they're not going to answer it definitively. I think it's going to be something, and this isn't a spoiler because I honestly don't know this, where they're just going to, instead of being he's definitively this or he's definitively that, I think they're just going to go, look, it doesn't matter. It's mm. not, it's, he's human enough. And that's what's important. So there are replicants that don't have the four-year yes. death sentence. Yes, because in Mason's version as well, at the end... There's a, there's a definitively <laughs> happy ending. Yeah. At the end, they, they go off into the, into the sunset, Rachel and, and Deckard, and there's a, some Deckard narration where he's like, luckily, Rachel doesn't have the four-year expiry date, so she's <laughs> going to live a normal life, so everything's fine. <laughs> he's not exaggerating. That is, that is what happens. Mm. And Because they, they, the studio was told that it's not... It's too grim, the ending. Why can't the end- she just snap out of her death? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No? Why not? <laughs> the ending. <laughs> the ending of the one that we saw, he just leaves his apartment. But in the in the original cut, they take uh, kind of footage from the shining of the countryside and then it shows them driving away. So it, it basically means that outside of Los Angeles, there is... There is places you can go that isn't a horrible Everything's nightmare. fine outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's just, but nobody lives. Which is for so some weird reason. because why would anybody live in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. I guess. For well, the, maybe you've for got the, a. Maybe you've got a that, that, that's actually the most realistic thing. About <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> why would you leave if you've got a thriving noodle and forensic analysis business? Yeah, that's right, <laughs> you exactly, know. Yeah. One thing I picked up on the lewd side of things. Okay, so, here we go. I don't know if. There's maybe more modern films that would uh, disprove this, but it's a very rare topless Harrison Ford. Yeah, yes, right. Like, yeah, there's a little bit in Indiana Jones. A little, you get glimpses of it, but is yeah, top, is he topless? No, in Temple of Doom, he is a little bit. Okay, well, I, I yeah. take away my point. No, no, but but I would I agree. like to emphasize that he is topless. Okay, yeah. I'm going to also say uh, there's a movie from '97 that that horror movie did with Michelle Pfeiffer. He's a top. Uh, there's a Mason, topless sequence Mason, in that. This is a live reading of <laughs> ten topless Harrison Ford scenes you may have missed, dickhead. There is. There's a bit, and he's like fifty plus, and he's lying in bed. What lies beneath? And he's just got abs. He's just lying in oh, bed. Wow. And he, yeah, he looks incredible. I reckon he's probably also shirtless in that Anne Hache movie. Oh, seven days. How many nights is it? Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. I reckon oh, he's well. probably topless in that. Yeah, hit us up when you find one that's he's given a hint of shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a scant scent of scrot. Oh, absolutely. He's never done complete nude, has he? No, it's not what my red tube account says. He seems like the kind of guy who would have done a Playgirl shoot back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He's got that. He's got that. He's got that. He's from that era. He's got that vibe. He's got that about him, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to find... Or at least like the the hot bods of the Santa Monica airport. Yeah, right. Still, if you do a quick creep round here, I can show you the what lies beneath him. Mason, you're also welcome. (laughs) I know, Mason's gone to the toilet. God, he's... Like a pro wrestling, he still got it. How does he do it? Yeah, great. He's always been in shape. Should we wait till Mason gets back from the toilet, or should we just keep talking? Shut up, Mason. We're talking. (laughs) You don't get to decide what we do once you leave. (laughs) Yeah. One bit of technology I liked was the the bubble, the clear perspex hairdryer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's get them going. Well, they sort of had have those, not clear. 
But they do exist in salons. Yeah, but as, that, for the home. Na, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So she's got wet hair and then she puts her head in like the cone of silence yeah. and it puffs it into her hairdo. Yeah. It's like, Very Jetsons. It's like those those new kind of air blade dryers in, uh, yes. in toilets where you stick your heads in. Apparently they're gross. Oh, I th- apparently they're supposed to be cleaner. Maybe they're grosser. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I like the classic just hot air blower ones. Yeah. Like the real sort of With 90s ones. With a bit of ones. paper towel. Double up? Uh, not so. It's not even for the wiping of the hands. Sure. It's just sometimes like if you've spilt something on your t-shirt. Yeah. Like, and then you can go into the bathroom and go. Yeah, that's very fix true. Fix it up, heat it up, you're heat it put, up. You're not putting your pants in a in a blade dryer, are you? And you come back and you're like, no fuss. <laughs> that's right. That's a really good point. Wow, this is this is all good, isn't it? This is all great content, which we will leave in definitively. But what about the memories they insert into her? Yeah. Like they're so they're very weird. They're weird. There was um, I mean they're real though. Also, I've come back on. They insert into her. <laughs> so, so her two memories. Yeah, the were, only two she has. Only two <laughs> memories was that her brother showed her his dick, yes. and then he she pulled out of the deal yeah. of revealing her parts. Yes. So what sort of sicko is typing that into a robot's head? Yeah. Very, very, but again, it's a re- in this universe, it's a real memory. Because it's his niece's memories that he's put into this robot. Oh, that's even weird that yeah, he so asked he knows, his yeah, niece. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, he, and that's exactly. And that he went, like, you know, evidently he had some sort of device that could take all her memories out. And he went, which one should I use? Yeah, the creepy ones. Yeah. yeah. And the spiders Spider one, yeah. exploding out of the nest. And which then is, eating the mother, yeah. Oh. Which is a metaphor for, for bloody replicants and destroying their masters. Uh, it's a metaphor, Mason. You probably learnt that in your year nine bloody you know, Blade Runner class about- that you did. Mason, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yes. All right. You're in a desert. Uh-oh. Right. You're walking along. You see a tortoise. Yes. Upside down. Mm-hmm. He's do you, struggling. Do you yeah. fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, still keep going. <laughs> Do you fuck it? Oh, I was just thinking that it's the um, the guy administering the test right at the start. Very rude and unprofessional, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, he's a, like tortoise. It's a it's like a turtle. It's the same thing. But it's keep going. But it's like he's he's done that a thousand times. I guess so. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. just a it's just a standard kind he's of lost the love about the tortoise. He totally story. has. Yeah, I do love that that way. Like that's the way that they determine replicants. Like the the machine, it also it it breathes because it takes in what. <laughs> but every time someone fails the test, they shoot yeah, the quiz master, yeah. and it's like, was he a replicant? Well, <laughs> the gunshot does not lie, and then out the back they've just got all these quiz masters with yeah, big right. bullet holes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be incredible. And then oh. all, all the next. All the next interrogators, like, they, they really softball the next round of interrogations. <laughs> so uh, you see a tortoise and then you flip it over, but then you flip it back, it's fine. <laughs> Don't even worry about no, it. No. What's doing- a tortoise? Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. You're doing great, You're doing mate. such You're doing a good great. job. It's a type of cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was listening to that question. Yeah. And, and, and turtles are my second favourite animals behind cats. Sure. So I was just getting caught up in it. It's like... Flip it back, flip yeah. it back, help him out. Yeah. But first, scratch his little tummy. Like, that is fun. <laughs> Did they feel that? Oh, that's a good question. I met a giant tortoise in. Um... <laughs> was it a man dressed in a Donatello costume? <laughs> no, no, he was in the water. I'll show the video <laughs> after this. But, like, the Donatello costume was in the water. Sorry, but, like, if you hold your hands out in a circle out the front of you, yeah. like, that's how big his shell was. Yeah. And I met him and I got to pat him. I was, I was crying. It yeah. was so emotional to meet a tortoise of 
this magnitude or any tortoise. I don't want to yeah. like, discriminate between smaller tortoises or not. They're all great. They're all great. But to meet a big one in the water was, um, yeah. I'm not a replicant. That's all I, I'm uh, going to say. I have mm. a similar tortoise story, but it's not as nice. It's a turtle story, actually. When I lived up north, I lived in a very remote Australian community for a year. And uh, with a local, uh, he uh, got on that fishing boat and wanted to go turtle spearing so we were out in the water and i'm like i don't like this like i'll fish but i don't want to kill a turtle and so i i literally saw one about the size you're talking about i've never seen something move so fast like under the boat and he leapt out with a spear try to go- he didn't get it he missed it i don't think he was very good at it i think it's just something that he wanted to do because the locals can apparently they're they're allowed to kill them but only on a regular non-motor boat and you have to be from that area or something. Anyway, the turtle lived. Did he also, <laughs> did he also have a butterfly collection and a killing jar? Because I think you were dealing with a replica. In, in my head, writing that scene, mm. so the guy on the boat is trying to spear the turtle, yeah. and then you have a crisis of conscience, and you just shoot him in the back of the head with the flare gun. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and he falls, and then it's you just standing there panting. Yeah. <laughs> I did feel very weird about it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even, I don't want to eat it either. Like, not into it. Yeah. Well, anyway. You'd never become one of Shredder's henchmen, would you? It's <laughs> no. all about the. All Tonight about the we died on Turtle, turtle soup. soup. Yeah, he's into it. Yeah. Uh, oh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Krang, <laughs> would you rather be the brain in the belly or yep. the body that gets to walk around? The body's not sentient, as far as I know, or limited sentientality. Mason? Mm, yeah, it's think? just a. Uh, yeah, it's no replicant. It's just, just a big a, old bod. Yeah, it's a big bod. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's kind of a paunchy bod as well. Yeah. All right. It's got guns in it. Though, so Deeper question. Yeah. In your relationship as yeah. podcasters, sure. who's the Krang and who's the body? Uh, somebody's already done fan out of that. I'm the brain. Yeah, Krang that makes sense. Because yeah. I'm kind of like the, the loose structure, <laughs> but you keep the ship afloat. <laughs> so you're saying you, you're carrying the load, would that mean? No, I wouldn't. No. No, now I feel <laughs> you really twisted it on me, Steel. I mean, I do edit it, so yes. Yeah. No, and fine. I do love... <laughs> oh, it was Fergal. It was our friend Fergal. Oh, Quigley. what a legend. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Mm. I, I do love that I come up with this. I, I think, oh, this is a good premise. It's like, now we've had that one in fair yeah. enough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Steel. There's we, already a t-shirt. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Damn it. We should probably wrap up this Blade Runner discussion, but okay. let's do it like this. Uh, is Mason, is it good and is he a replicant? You know what? It is good. And he... Isn't a replicant. Okay. Steel, is it good and is he a replicant? I think it's great and good. <laughs> wow. Two compliments. I'm going to go not... I want him not to be a replicant. Okay. I don't why, wa- why though? Because I like him and I, I feel like he might be upset if he finds out he's the very thing he's been trying to kill all this time. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Mason, his answer was better than yours. Do you want to go again? Uh, you know what? Now I hope that in the new one, it turns out he is a replicant and they found his narration switch and they switched <laughs> it off. But I did like that if it was, that's why he banged the robot because he just couldn't resist like robot and robot action. Yeah, yeah sure. I can right. get that. Yeah. yeah. Be with but, your own. But that was really weird that he knew it's- and he was. But I guess that Daryl Hannah's one, that was her whole job. Yeah. Just to have, but he seemed very passionate about it. He was getting caught up in the moment. So. He certainly was, yeah. And he was drunk. It was very bizarre. So they can get drunk also. Anyway, I think it's great. I think if you came to it fresh now, it, it might be a bit of a tough watch. But I think it's an important film to kind of see in terms of this is the, it's pioneered so much stuff. And he is a replica. Yeah, I think it's definitely, if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a yeah, watch. Yeah. But pick your version. Yeah. Do not watch the theatrical, don't be like, listen, the theatrical version's the purest version, yeah. so I should watch that, because it's just the worst version. Ridley Scott says the final cut's the best one to watch, but I think they're all interesting in their own ways. Mm. 
Pretty good. All seven are great. Okay, quickly, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna rank the Blade Runner films in the Blade Runner universe. Uh, which is better, Blade Runner or Soldier? Go, Steel. You're, you're first. Blade Runner, because I have no idea what Soldier is. Soldier is a is a Kurt Russell action movie from 1997, I want to say, mm-hmm. that's set in the Blade Runner universe. Really? Yes. He sprung that on you. He I said did. he was going to spring it on you somehow. <laughs> and uh, it's not good. No. Is it? Is it it's a, not good. Yeah. But so I got, so I get, do I get a tick for that answer? Yeah, absolutely then? get a tick. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there, there, there are connections. It's... They are the same universe. So there, there are going to be three Blade Runner films plus the video game, mm-hmm. I guess. Which, by the way, for Caravan of Garbage will be up Tuesday. I mentioned that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Before we wrap this up, do you mind if I quickly talk about the Blade Runner curse? Let's talk about the Blade Runner curse. I Blade Runner curse. so thought that was going to be an advertisement for something then. <laughs> yeah, for the Blade Runner curse. <laughs> <laughs> and the only way to avert it is buying a loot crate. Oh, no. <laughs> the antidote is in this month's loot crate. No, he's such a good pitcher. I wanted to sign up for the yeah, Blade right. Runner curse. <laughs> you might not steal because uh, the Blade Runner curse revolves around not the death of uh, a human being, say like the Superman curse or other films that are similar in nature. The curse relates to the companies whose logos were displayed prominently oh. in some scenes. Coca-Cola, it's gone. Yeah, well, exactly. There are exceptions. That's exactly right. Remember when we but used to drink Coca-Cola? I have, I have a... Like I have an a, hour a, ago when I had a Coca-Cola? That's how you break the curse, by drinking Coke. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Uh, while they were market leaders at the time, many of them experienced disastrous setbacks over the next decade and hardly exist today. Atari, uh, this is off the Blade Runner wiki, uh, which dominated the home uh, video game market when the film came out, never recovered from the uh, next year's downturn in the industry and then in the, in the, and in the 90s ceased to exist any more uh, than, than a brand. The Bell System, Monopoly, was broken up that same year. That's uh, the phone company, right? I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pan, uh, Pan American World Airways went bankrupt in 1991 after a decade of mounting losses. Uh Cuisinart similarly went bank- bankrupt in 1989. Don't know who that is. Oh, Cuisinart. Cuisinart, yeah. They, uh, they make like, uh, like food processors. All right. Mason just got up to let the dog out, everybody. Just so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't turn off his mic uh, for ruining my segment by mentioning Coca-Cola. But Coca-Cola could have, been, uh, could have joined the list in the wake of failed in- oh, the failed Coke. introduction of New Coke three years later, but has then experienced a, 30, a 30-fold increase in share price. So Coke's doing all right, Make folks. of that what you will. Mm. Coke... Broke the Blade Runner curse. The Atari logo is so cool. Isn't it, it good? Is a cool logo, yeah. yeah. Are you going to get the Atari Mini? No. Because all the games are shit. <laughs> What's it going to have like Breakout and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever crap probably is on Atari. Ninja Golf's probably on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about The Empire Strikes Back, but it's just the sequence with the, the land speeders or whatever? Snow speeders. Snow speeders. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they're still on land, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. It's weird how they've all gone Mini now. Right. I was, I was at my friend's house in LA and he's got like a maxi Nintendo control panel that's a coffee table. Right. Is, is it actually, functional? Is it functional? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. But he's never, that's Hollywood for you. But he never used it, which really frustrated me. The, the stuff that we play um, video games on, I bought a tiny little box I can show you down there. Where it's got every game ever on it and it's, it uses those retro kind of wireless controllers, which oh, I'm yeah. forever struggling with. Retro is in in a big way still. You excited? Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait to listen to this on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'll do it. Yep. Uh, you know what's time for, Mason? Oh, our famous segment. What's what we, we reading? reading? What, what we, we gonna, gonna read? read? I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? Uh, still, you've heard the show. 
presumably a lot of people turn off after this point. I, I would. <laughs> but basically we talk about things where, uh, that we've read or watched or going to read or going to watch. Who wants to kick it off? I like that your explanation of the segment is just repeating the title of the segment. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you know. help. <laughs> Guys, what's this what we're going to read segment about? It's what you're going to read. Oh. Or what's your, what you have read. <laughs> it's two things. I just finished this week the audiobook of Thrawn. Is that good? Oh. It is spectacular. Okay. It, is, uh, it, is, so- it is really, like, I'm a little bit, I get a little bit sickly when there's too many like connections and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this had some nice subtle like Harrison connections. Harrison Ford's stubble sickly. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, the, well, it does drive me to drink. So there you go. <laughs> the, yeah, there's a nice reveal of like a character that appears in a, a different Star Wars media that yeah. you follow her the whole way along and then you go, Oh, it's her from oh, this thing. Okay. So wait, is, is Thrawn back in continuity? Is that what's, yes. what's happening here? Yeah, and Timothy Zahn, who introduced the character in the early 90s with yep. the Thrawn trilogy, Heir to the Empire and stuff. So they got him back, but this time they've introduced him prior to A New Hope. Oh. So Which he did exist, obviously. He was in the Empire then. In the, originally, wasn't he? Because they set him out to the Outer Rim or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Like and it's sort of like his Star Destroyer is the same name. and But yeah. he doesn't have the... um. The one thing they got rid of him was the lizards. The Yosemalari, I think there was something uh-huh. like that, that. The force-sucking. Yeah, that sort yeah. of made it so a Jedi wasn't a Jedi. But there's this character in it... Um, is his name Wes? He's just an everyman that helps Thrawn along the way. And I just adored him. Okay. And Thrawn, it, it's really weird because you don't really get any rebellion side so he's kind of a hero through the whole right yeah right. Whole, hero like of you, the empire yeah. yeah and he's so you know smart and like and, and good at his job and quite um like he's got he's really noble and he's yeah. got like this like like real honor code and stuff so he, he he's like you really root for him in sure, the, yeah. in the, and then towards the end it's like oh yeah you're kind of doing some that stuff, yeah. but then he's busting people in the empire that are doing like he hates corruption. Yes, and stuff. he's a stickler for rules and what's right. Yeah, in, in terms of his own moral co- moral code in the empire. Yeah, yeah, and there's some interesting interactions with the emperor and mm. and Darth Vader and stuff towards the end. But and the audiobook, like with the sound effects and the different voices, who, who voices it? I couldn't tell you that. But it's not the guy who voices him in Rebels, though. No, it's That's I, Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chad it, Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. <laughs> he does a great job, though. Yeah. No, I've heard that because I was listening to I think Jedi Council. Yeah, where they said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would highly recommend. Okay. That one. Okay. Ooh, excellent. Very good. Because I, I found in Star Wars Rebels, I didn't really, I wasn't super interested in what they were doing with him. I felt though because a kind of a lot of wasted stuff where the rebels would come up and they'd steal a fleet of whatever, and he'd be like, "Don't worry, I'm just biding my time," and he's just looking at art, trying to decipher <laughs> what's in someone's brain. I'm like, "Just do literally anything; it's fine." I imagine because he's such an art connoisseur, mm. he'd just have like a really fire Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, mm. he totally would. Yeah. Just like all the galleries he's been to and stuff. <laughs> yeah, real pretentious. Yeah. Mason, did you uh, have you been into any fire Instagram galleries? What have you been doing I this week? I haven't seen any fire Instagram galleries. Did you watch Star Trek Discovery? No, I'm still, I'm still. Okay, what have you do? What have you doing? What have I been? Well, I went to, I went to. See, that's the thing. I went to Netflix, and I'm like, I should get into Star Trek, but I feel it's going to be kind of an investment of time. I'm going to need like a few solid days to really get into it. So instead, I watched The Good Place. 
which is a little little sitcom on uh, on Netflix. Okay, who's in it? It's Kristen Bell oh, I've heard and it's Ted good. Danson. Yeah, uh, and some of it's been written by Megan Amram, who's on who's on the Twitters. Okay, very funny. Oh, I know um, her. Yeah, yeah. And so the premise is basically Kristen Bell's character has ended up in the good place, which is heaven. Yeah, ish. Uh, but it's been a horrible clerical misunderstanding, and she should not be in there. And so she's trying to she's trying to sort of evade. Uh, authorities, author- the authorities. Yeah, gotcha. Good place. Okay. Seems, seems really fun. I'm enjoying it so far. I had no idea it had that sort of. I thought they just met together in a cafe. Yeah, I thought it was like just a, a normal sitcom. Oh no, it's, a, it's that's what I thought as well. Yeah, because okay. it sounds like the Good Wife or the Good Fight or all, the, all the those good ones. Doctor, the Good like Doctor. The Good Doctor. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be. They're totally goodies. normal, but it is not. So what's yeah. Danson doing up there? Uh, he's the administrator. Very good. He's a, he's a very good-natured bow tie Has he got his uh, bald spot? No, he's got the white hair, though. Okay, he's good, excellent. Good. Yeah, he does great. look good, doesn't yeah. he? I've also started uh, reading Tim Rogers' autobiography. I don't know if anybody's interested in that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe is it good? Frontman of UMI. I do like Tim Rogers. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's really interesting. Okay. He's a good wordsmith. He might be a friend of your mate, uh, the guy from bloody, what's it called? Something for Kate. Good references there. <laughs> Thank you. He, they definitely would be mates. What's actually. his name again? Paul Dempsey. Yeah, Paul Dempsey. Hmm. Seems like a great bloke, Paul Dempsey. Agreed? He's not bad. Okay. <laughs> he, did my, he did does the Steel Wars theme yes. song. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Yeah. Didn't win an award? No. Outrageous. I know. Yeah. I know. How could you not give it to him? I don't know. I just as long as I won the, I just wanted my award. Yeah, no, so that makes sense. Dempsey's yeah. got enough awards. Yeah. Screw him. Yeah. I did watch Star Trek Discovery. What you think? I enjoyed it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very kind of, it's very action heavy. Okay, great. I don't, then I will enjoy it. It's um, I, it's co- probably closer to the Abrams stuff than uh, the, the okay. original. But I think, but it does set up a universe where it's going to, it's going to be very interesting going forward. The characters okay. are really compelling. And what Star Trek? Timeline is this set in? Uh, regular universe, but it looks like it's set in the Kelvin universe and okay. it's set 10 years before the original series. Okay. Really? But there's like holograms and whatever. I, I kind of feel like they should have, I want to go forward because we've kind of been in this time period a lot, like Enterprise was in uh-huh. the past as well. Not that I watched a lot of those. And there's a lot of criticisms criticisms because it doesn't feel like real Star Trek in terms of there's not just diplomacy. It's just like Klingons and war and whatever. Like that's yeah. the first two episodes, but it plays like a like a movie and it's... It's really compelling, and I think it's. I really enjoyed it. Okay, great. I'm not a classic Trek guy, so I'm probably not the. If you are, you might hate it, but that's the perspective I came at. I was disappointed to hear Mm. that they didn't go with my suggestion to do the first two episodes set in the holodeck. Oh, yeah. And they're dressed like ye olde. Yeah. <laughs> having an adventure. Uh Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just totally throw people off the That would be incredible. Yeah. Just the holodeck adventures. That'd be very good. Holodeck adventures. (laughs) Nice time. (laughs) <laughs> Do you have that theme song ready? Oh, yeah, because we've got another segment coming up. You know it. The classic one was Letters, oh, Letters. We love Green Guide, Letters. letters. <laughs> no ads. <laughs> we don't interrupt the Letters theme. Right now. Not for anything. Now, because we all spoke through that, Mason, could you play that again, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, letters is like the name of the segment, Steel. You happy? Okay. Right. <laughs> it's self-explanatory, <laughs> but inaccurate because we've never received an actual letter. No. It's all emails. People have asked if they could send us stuff and uh, I guess no. We should set up a PO <laughs> So you, should you re-sing it with emails? We could actually, yeah. And tweets. Mm. Yeah. All right. Mason, mm. re-sing it. Blade Runner. We've got, <laughs> that's a reference for something that's coming up. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, here's, here's a letter. If you want to contact the show through email, uh, sorry, uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com. That's the one. Uh, This is from Brandon Robinson. Mm. Title, my fiancé left me. 
Oh. You read that right, my friends. She left me on the day we got a place. Brutal. I haven't been able to listen to music, but listening to you guys has helped keep me distracted. Uh, I have one question. If you could both pick three superheroes to battle each other, who would that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pretty good. First of all, I'm going to address... Good the- setup, good delivery. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. I'm going to address the first good. part first. Yeah. Uh, that's terrible. I'm yeah, really sorry bad, to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've got some advice for people who... Uh, the, the breakup thing. I yep. think you just got to... You got to give yourself a couple of weeks to kind of just kind of be real sad about it, and then you got to just get back out there and just do a bunch of different stuff. Keep yourself occupied. Keep yourself moving. You know what I mean? Pick up some hobbies. Go out with your mates. Do a bunch of stuff like that, and eventually you'll just feel better over time. Yeah, I'd say if you're near a beach, yep, go walk on it. Yep. If you look down and there's only one set of footprints, it's because she left you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! But the weekly planet was carrying you. Yeah, that's right. Where Jesus? Also, there's a turtle. I uh, <laughs> just leave it because you're heartbroken. It's not your responsibility. Don't flip it or kill it. <laughs> was it was it last week on the show that someone wrote in that they were in the floods? Yes. Yes. And um, so you guys are a lot more like passive, happy podcasters. I, I, I can turn on a dime against a listener if their compliment is not to my taste. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you would turn on flood victims still? I would, and I'm about to. Okay, oh, here we no. go. So, like, I've had people, like, we did on our Patreon this month, I was trying to do an episode a day. Yeah, right. Just, like, a piece of content a day, and someone wrote in there, I'm loving it, but to keep up, I'm listening it on 1.5 speed. And I'm like, nah, mate. <laughs> OG speed. Don't speed me up. Don't give me this chipmunk action. But I was listening to him saying how good it was that, you know, like I didn't have power and stuff, but I I caught up on, you know, I had four episodes of you to listen to or three episodes. Uh And in my head, angry me is like going, you're not keeping up every week. Like (laughs) what sort of fan just lets a month go without this comic book new movie news shooting up your butthole or whatever. What do you do when there's not a flood? You just let them bank up for months? How dare you? (laughs) Exactly. Flood of content, am I right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Incredible. I'm okay with it, to be honest. Uh, People can come in and out whenever they want. To mm. your show, I mean, not for us. I would hate that. You have to stay forever. <laughs> no, fill this rage. Because I, yeah, I, I, there's so much to listen to. You know what I mean? I've got so many podcasts to catch up on. I'm constantly behind, like Netflix or other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some people also asked on Twitter um, if we could do some kind of charity campaign for what's happening in Mexico. No, but uh, Diego Luna. <laughs> Jeez, all right. No, wait. Diego Luna from Star Wars, Rogue uh-huh. One. Mm-hmm. He flat set up, yes, and flat zero percent Rotten Tomatoes. He set up a campaign where the money apparently is not going to go to the government. Mm-hmm. Go straight to where it's needed. Uh, I'll, I'll Diego link- Luna's bank account. Correct. After Flatliners. <laughs> but the uh, so I'll, I'm going to link that below. If you want something like to, if you want to contribute, that's probably that'd yeah, be absolutely. a really good uh, avenue to do it in. Mm. That is, guys. Are we going to answer Brandon's question? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, can I just add that I got an Uber to the airport in LA and I was, this guy was very personable, amazing personality. He, he was in Ubers to chat to people, yeah, learn yeah, about yeah. people. Yeah, I know, and that, he's, I he know was, that. He was a screenwriter and he's, I said, what are you working on? He goes, I'm writing a remake of Flatliners. And I go, oh, you know they're bringing one out in two months. And he's like, oh. How could he not know that? <laughs> Google Incredible. it. Are you kidding me? Amazing. And then we're in the Uber. It was silence for about five minutes. And I just go, you have to admit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did he think it was funny? He go. He's, he's sort of. He was sort of just like. He was like, "Damn, who's in it?" And I go, "Ellen Page. Ah, oh, she's good. <laughs> I'd love her to have her in my version." Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. And but of all the weird. Yeah. Like for one person to think up, I'm gonna make a remake of Flatliners. Yeah, strange. But to have two concurrent. 
Remake thoughts. Yeah. Think, you know what? I'm just going to remake somebody else's property. I'm going to rewrite yeah, somebody yeah, else's that's property. That's not even how it works. Yeah, you need... I can understand something in the spirit of flatliners. I get that, but that's very strange. Oh, no, but what you... To get around the legalities, mm. it's like, oh, this is flatliners on steroids. Yeah. Oh, that's the title. Even yeah. flatter liners. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, deader than they've ever been before. <laughs> Mason, your question though, what was it again? It was if you could have three superheroes <laughs> battle each other, who would they be? Ooh. I like, look, I, I don't know about any specific answers, but I do like, they've got to be evenly matched, I think. I like, like evenly matched, but I like evenly matched with different skill sets. Yeah, okay. like that for, like so, in the Avengers when it's Thor versus Captain America yeah, versus yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, so, so I'm guessing you're not going to bring Hawkeye into the equation. No, he'd be murdered immediately, whatever that situation <laughs> was. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's, I'd agree. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind was that Captain America Thor mm-hmm. Iron Man thing. What about you, Steel? I'm trying to think of... You can put in a Star Wars character if you want. Jesus, yes, Steel. Come on, mate. Oh, Somebody can mate. fight a Banther. It's fine. Wicket. Wicket <laughs> versus <laughs> Warwick Davis in a gonk droid versus that space monkey that he played in Rogue One. Oh, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I don't think he played the space monkey. What Do about Wicket? versus Watto yeah. versus Salacious Crumb in a three-way fight to the death. Love yeah, it. Nice. Who's got that, do you think? Wicked. He's a killer. So, Watto's like a... He'll trade and whatever and he'll put yeah. someone in a he'll pod. He'll cry in a corner. Yeah. Guy, yeah. 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 He just, I, but he might just float above them while yeah. they sort out their differences and he might come in. Wicked's yeah. got a spear... But Slacious Crumb's got those fingers, like, no one's eyes are safe. That's you know true, that? yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Ewoks can blink and they can stop him coming in. Oh, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Ewoks can't blink. Um, Slacious Crumb might mock you to death. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. Just a guy laughing at you mm. the entire time. He died, didn't he? He exploded. Oh, just some has some insider information. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has some episode eight exclusive. Oh no, I was mourning. I was oh, mourning oh, no, our no, loss. Was. Yeah, you could, you, you, the way that I, yeah, I read that how Mason read it. That you're like, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but someone's so, been cast as salacious crumb in episode nine. <laughs> no, that's why like, he's been in LA. Because you, you're glad Jabba the Hut blows up. Yeah, which. Thinking about where all that flesh went. Ah, oh, so much guts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then when you think, like when there was that robot chicken thing with like Max Rebo and he survives in the robot chicken sketch. Right, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, yeah, we've got a gig. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I like to take that as canon because he's so cute. Yeah. I did a Luke Skywalker kill count video and I calculated how many people were on that barge when it when it exploded. I can't remember what it was, but it's uh, it's on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Sweet one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I'm not sure if it's correct. I, there's only so much information you have, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And there's conflicting information. How, how much does a sail barge carry? And then I had to subtract how many people Luke murdered before the That's barge very exploded. True, yeah. mm-hmm. It's very complicated. Anyway, I've got a tweet here. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod if you want to reach the show. This is from Mike Fly Plus. Can you guys discuss the, uh, the outrageous amount of tweets Marvel is shoving down our throats about Inhumans? Did you see Inhumans premiered on ABC Network? Oh, really? Uh, it had, the ratings were horrible, but it outperformed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4 numbers in general and also Agent Carter Season 1. So it's not all bad news, uh-huh. aside from the fact that it will get cancelled because it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, the only bad news is nobody will come back for Episode 2 yes. because Episode 1 was so bad. Yes. Yeah. Steel, did, did anyone Where see... Where Star Wars out of this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Didn't, but I remember at Comic Con hearing that people were laughing at the screening because oh, yeah. it was so bad. We, yeah, we well, we did an episode on it. We paid actual human money. Yeah, it was to crazy. see it at the IMAX, and it yeah. was the worst thing ever, probably mm, potentially. Very it's very bad. Well, it yeah. ba- balances out how good uh, the Civil War was at IMAX. I That's think true, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
You got that for Man, free. That means I'm zero. <laughs> I'm at zero. That's fine, I guess. But no, it's uh, yeah. I, I was watching the. I was on Twitter and Marvel were just like, look at Lockjaw. He's the most adorable dog in the blah blah blah. And I nearly was just. I wanted to go back to everyone and go stop. You, nobody cares. But it's just. But the social media is just some guy. Or girl, just kind of, it's their job. You don't want to like harass a person online, do you know what I mean? So they're just doing their job. But you were approaching the threshold is what you were saying. Yeah, I was. I you were on the did. verge of like, shut up. Every time, every time I, um, the, like the defenders interact on Twitter, like Jessica Jones speaks to Matt Murdock, I, I want to just write, and sometimes I do it, just banter underneath. Because they're always, they're always bantering with each other. Now you uh, know you can unfollow those accounts. No, I know. Right? I, like, I like leaving it on, I like saying it. Okay, yeah. right. One more tweet, then we'll wrap it up. Nice. Uh, Simon Fox says, Speaking of Alex Mack on your last show, what 90s kids show would you like to see get a gritty reboot? The Adventures of Beans Baxter. Ocean Girl. <laughs> Ship to shore. <laughs> Can we pretend that He-Man came out in the 90s? Absolutely yeah. not. 100% no. Damn it. No, sure. Why not? Well, most of us watched it in the 90s because that's when it came here. Yeah, I, I would love... I just, I just want a good... I think Return of He-Man. McGee was doing it. We've talked about yeah, this before. Terrific. I don't know. I don't remember where it's at, but it is happening. Look, we could say literally anything here. It's all coming back. Yeah. There's no way. Oh, <laughs> and no just, more original thoughts. And just if they make the He-Man movie or a TV show, it's not that he once had his powers and now he's lost them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like none of that. Like you want 100% He-Man. Yeah. I just, I stand in front, lift your sword up, be dressed <laughs> like a fancy boy, yep. hold it up, then be dressed <laughs> like Thor Point the sword at your cat. It's a giant cat. Yeah. Castle glows in the background. You've got the power. You've got a little exactly. floaty ghost friend, maybe. Yep. Depends. But either way, just hold it up and, and be on Eternia. Oh, that sounds beautiful. That's I'd all watch, I want. That's I'd all watch I want. that 90s reboot. Mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, though? No. It's got to be Chris Hemsworth, right? I mean, they probably wouldn't because it's too similar. Mm. But that's the only person I Stack could Stack the remaining Hemsworths yeah. together. Chad and, and the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Chad and Liam. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it, I think. Yay. Still, it's the end of the show. Where can people find you specifically? What's well, your address? It is, <laughs> um, it's apartment 301, mm-hmm. Harper. Uh, no, it's, uh, I do a <laughs> podcast called Steel Wars, where each week we interview a Star Wars fan of note mm-hmm. and talk to them about their experiences. And we do like a call-in show uh, once a week, which is sort of like talkback radio for all the Star Wars news. fans. All the hot news, mm. all the hot calls, and sometimes Star Wars actors like Stephen Stanton call in to talk yeah, to Mason. that's right. That's, He's a super cool dude. We, yeah. um, yeah, so Admiral Radis himself <laughs> called in, yeah, the right. actual guy, and me and Mason were left giggling like schoolgirls. I was listening to that. I thought it wasn't. I thought it was just a guy who did a really good Raditz. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> but it was the actual guy. Yeah. And he does Obi Wan as well on Rebels. He does yeah, he does Obi Wan, and he does the Alan Rickman robot. He does Tarkin in Rebels. Yeah, he does. Tar- he does a great Tarkin. I think he does a better Tarkin than the guy who played Tarkin. I think the vo- his voice is better. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. He do, but then he's got the the face. Yeah. So he's cheating. <laughs> Faces cheat, mate. Agreed. You know all about that. It's an actor's crutch. Everybody yeah. knows that. But uh, yeah, we've done. You, both of you guys have been on yep. Steel Wars, and um, we've had like Leonard Moulton, and uh, one I always direct people to is the one with Nathan Hamill. Yes. Who's the son of Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's and it's a just a really episode. interesting podcast about growing up, being a huge Star Wars fan. And then when you go to your friend's house, your dad's on your friend's toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and how you deal with that reality. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He won't get off it. He just loves toothbrushes. No, I'm, I'm get not, out of here, son. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil 
who you've got coming up, but you've got a massive guest lined up. Yes, we're not. Yeah, we're I'm not. That's all I'm going to say. We're, yeah, we're not going to spoil no, it. I, I would never. We would never do that. And also on, uh, I'm getting into the YouTube game. Yes. Uh, a bit more seriously, and probably well, not when this comes out, but in the next week, I've got a new show called The Steel Wars Update, mm. and it's sort of like a, a bit of a comical look at the week's Star Wars news, and that's youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, S T E L E. So you can find that podcast, Twitter handle, YouTube. Yeah, done. I'll link it all below. People can check it out. Thanks, buddy. I've just, I actually went to look down at the carpet. See the links. <laughs> Very good. Mason, yeah. wrap this bloody thing up, Let's mate. Wrap Steer this right ship up. home. Okay, weekly Come on, on, on Facebook and Gmail <laughs> and Twitter. Twitter! <laughs> and Bandcamp. And let's see, I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. We're going to be making some bonus content We've got for some that. some stuff coming up. It's going to yeah. be terrific. Mm. Uh, you can also go to the Amazon affiliate link, which is in our episode description. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to buy all seven versions... I think there's a complete box set of Blade Runner with every version. Oh, right. Why would you get every version? Just get one version. Get the version. But anyway, the get it through our affiliate link. Uh, we've got some T-shirts on tpublic.com. Uh, the Brute and the Bas- Basilix and Rackham, thank you for making all our themes. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Raw Collings, who's at the Weekly Planet on Twitter, who handles all our business. What a legend. That's about it, I think. His it. newsletter is so good. Yeah. Yeah, know, right? right? Yeah. It's I, amazing how much stuff we do, isn't it? Not us, but in, yeah, him, in yeah. general. It's very comprehensive. Yeah, he's okay. great. And he's a great writer as well. Planetbcasting.com. Yeah. Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, if you want. That's, so it's, it's, it, there's going to be also, uh, Claire's been working on uh, the revamp, and just there, there's a functionality where if you play a podcast in it, you can click around to all the different pages and it still plays down the bottom. It's in its oh. own little window. So that's all coming up very soon. But you did have a horrific accident, which I will save for another day. I might maybe we'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd leave on a weird cliffhanger. <laughs> so we get so we get a thousand tweets next week. Yeah. About- She's fine. Go to her go to her Twitter uh and you'll you'll find out what, what happened there. It's not really my story to tell, even though I was there and it was the worst. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks for coming on, Steel. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And I just want to say thank you guys for having us on the uh, the network and stuff and being like you've got quite a following and you're always very generous with all the other podcasts to help them out and stuff. And mm. I know just when I've traveled to London and, and around California and that, like I've always got people coming up wearing the goat head t-shirt <laughs> and, and saying that they listen to the podcast and they heard about it through the show and stuff. Oh, so That's I really like, cool. like, and, and, and much like, like Will and the Tofop guys, just that it's very like supportive thing rather than like, we're at the top. We're keeping you down. Well, there's plenty of, there's so much good stuff. So why mm. wouldn't, why, you know, we're the secret a- is everyone's better than us. Well, that is so true. Exactly. <laughs> and you, decided to promote you guys that. would make horrible super villains. Yeah, that's yeah, probably no, right. true. Yeah. yeah. But I think the idea is, well, Claire's really the driving force behind it, but all the podcasts on the network are podcasts that we like and listen to. Mm. So that's kind of, that's where it comes from. We don't put on one just to be like, ah, oh, well, we need a sport one. So we'll do a, we're actually looking for a sport one. Oh, no, it's <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, it's if stuff. If anybody knows anything about sport, if yeah. you can please contact us. <laughs> it's, it's stuff that we all, yeah, that we all enjoy. And so it's, it's easy to recommend because like your show, for example, because it's a great show. So, yeah. Oh, thanks, James. Thumbs up. Mason, you get one too. Nice. <laughs> we're all doing a thumbs up like it's a weird Mexican standoff, <laughs> but with positivity. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Grab that gym, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Ready to go, Steel? You can have a thing at the start where it's like, now recorded in Slatho sound. You know it. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the mouth sounds when you listen to something. People do. I'm not a fan. Like most people hate any kind of eating, but there's a very small subset. Who love it. Who love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I isolate the tracks. This is not going in. But just take that shit out. Like, for oh, it's going us, in. Yeah. It depends how tired you are later in the, in the I, day. I love that you'd think that I would think that if you isolate the traps to take out mouth, like mouth noises, that you would. I would assume you'd leave this conversation in. It's like, well, I might. If you're, <laughs> a, if you're anal enough to take out, like you're not, you're not leaving in the conversation about how you take it out. Maybe I'll put this in at the end as an extra, a bo- yeah. an Easter egg behind section. the scenes. Yeah. Steals, steals secret section. <laughs> Steel thing that he stole off 90s CDs. Yeah. <laughs> you just have the secret track. No, I remember. Yeah, That's where I got yeah. from. I was, yeah, yeah. Always, it was like so rad. Love it. All right, let's do it. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.